This is Righteous Jesse, and you're listening to Wrestling Fucking Cheers, where everybody knows your motherfucking name! Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name And they're always glad you came You want to go where you can see that troubles are all the same You want to go where everybody knows your name You want to go where you can see that troubles are all the same You want to go where everybody knows your name and welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially on Christmas Day. This is Wrestling Cheers. We like to talk about things going on Northeast South independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is an interview episode on Christmas Day with, well, the tradition is going to start here with none other than Righteous Jesse. I am your host. I am Justin Summers. And... Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose a desire, at WrestlingCheers at gmail.com, and we have the merch store over at WhatAManeuver.net. Like I said, I'm here with Righteous Jesse, it is the tradition. It's now two years in a row that I think, I don't know if it's two or three years where it can be considered a tradition, but on this wonderful Christmas day, even though we recorded this a week or so in advance, Righteous Jesse, how's it going, man? Man, it is great. Uh, I think it's hilarious that the tradition is to have the atheistic Satanist on uh, <laughs> the Christmas episode, uh, but I love it. <clears throat> and uh, Christmas rules. Uh, if you don't celebrate Christmas, then holidays rule. And uh, I just like holidays with bright lights and uh, things to look at. So it's an easy transition from Halloween to Christmas. I'm all for people putting up Christmas decorations like November 1st. So it's good to be here, though. I'm excited. Thank you for having me. <clears throat> Last year, it was Southern Underground Pro Month, and you fit in. This year, it was IndependentWrestling.TV Month. You're here. You fit in. And also, that means this year alone, I've had all four... <coughs> IWTV VJs on. What a cast of characters we are. <laughs> like, <clears throat> I think we range. It, I mean, like, it's interesting because we're all so similar in certain ways, but we're all extremely different. Yeah. Uh, and I think, like, I think if you go back and listen to all the episodes, it'll be very easy to see where we're different, where we're where we're similar. Yeah. Like, Brixer's Brixer, J Rose is J Rose, and Sarah Sarah. I'm me. Like. I don't know. I think we've all got like a, a perfect little niche carved out in independent wrestling right now. It's pretty cool to see. <clears throat> like I've, I've put it too. like, I think you're in my top five ring announcers and I feel like you and Sarah are these like opposites of each other, partially the same, like same kind of per person, people, whatever. But then like, like what you bring, like you're righteous fucking Jesse. And she's like <laughs> steps full Sarah, which granted she has her speech at the beginning, but I feel like, she has a really happy demeanor mm -hmm. and like, like, I don't know, like both of you are in my top five. Well, I appreciate that, man. Uh, it, it's always crazy to me. Like, um, so when I was in high school, 
or school in general, I could not speak in front of a crowd to save my life. Like I'd get nauseous and like cold sweats, like couldn't do it. Uh, I could wrestle. Um, and even later on I could, you know, sing in bands, but I could not speak in front of a crowd. Um, so it's like, I think about it a lot, how like, it's weird that I went from literally not really being able to be in front of a crowd to being in front of a crowd, like almost every single weekend. Uh, and I just did, uh, ring announcing for uh new south uh not too long ago uh i did their like they did kind of like the crux tuesday night twitter fight or like the beyond dark match where you pull out your phone and you stream uh they had me do ring announcing for that and a couple people tweeted me asking if i was going to be doing it regularly um and uh it led to um an opportunity to where I'll be ring announcing for new South, the entire show, uh, in January, I think January 4th. Uh, but it, I appreciate you saying that like top five, like I saw your list and it's, it's good company to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's strange, man. Like I, uh, I started ring announcing because we couldn't really afford a ring announcer for the first sub show. Uh, so I was like, fuck it, I'll do it. And, uh, I was standing in the ring and I was like, this kind of feels like I'm, in a hardcore band again. Yeah. So I just kind of treated it like that and it kind of popped coup. So we just kind of rolled with it for a while. Then I wanted to, uh, do more commentary with Dylan. So we got Steven where we, we actually had somebody else and we had Steven McCash and then, uh, we decided to try to switch it up and coup is like, I missed you ring announcing. So just kind of stuck with it. And it's led to some really, really cool opportunities that I'm very grateful for. The thing that I would love to see you do when I first started attending AIW Pedro would do ring announcing and every so once in a while, like during the matches, like he would go commentate. Mm-hmm. So there, there would be times in matches where let's say there was a time limit. So he'd be talking, he'd be talking and then you'd, you'd hear him stop and you wouldn't hear him on the commentary mic, but then you'd hear him over the loudspeaker, like five seconds. I mean, five minutes past in this match, five minutes. And then he goes back to talking and like, you know, like that was Pedro starting. That was Pedro on the loudspeaker. That's Pedro coming back to commentary. Like he didn't move, but it's just, you know, they did whatever they did with the mics, but you like, if you did that, I'd be like, Oh, that's awesome. Because I've, I think I said it last year. Like, I don't know what I prefer you in more. Cause like commentary, like you and Dylan are fucking awesome. Like great, great tag team. Uh, when it comes to commentary, but the ring announcing brings that, that vibe of Southern underground pro. And like Steven McCash did not have that same like Southern underground pro feeling, but you like, you've turned it into your thing to like the whole, like let's, let's go with Jaden Newman. Like he had to earn the fucking, which, which that was is a, fun. Which that is was a, a lot of fun, which is a weird sentence, <laughs> but, <laughs> but he had, he had to earn the right to, to get that. And when he did, he like freaked out. And like, that was, I think at first, didn't he get like a freaking, yeah, I hit him with a freaking, and uh, it like that was all on the fly. Like when uh, uh, fuck, what did he say? He said something. Uh, I deserve a fucking, or I want a fucking, or something like that. Uh, so I settled on the freaking. Like that was all on the fly. Uh, That's and I'm great. I'm <clears throat> I'm grateful that Jaden is like witty enough to play off of like that. Uh, because that was that was super fun. But fun fact, uh, I think it was. I don't remember how many shows it was, but it was like very early in the basement East. I want to say it was definitely maximum overdive, mm-hmm. uh, which was the first show at basement East, I believe. Um, and then I think the Halloween show at basement East, whatever one that one was Headwalk among us, I think, and maybe another one. Uh, I did pretty sure I did ring announcing and commentary for those two. Okay. Yeah. But 
it's it's wild because like at the time we had commentary set up on the stage which was cool because you could see everything mm-hmm. um <clears throat> and then we just had the house mic on the stage too so i'd run over to the, the house mic and do ring announcing then i'd run back over to the commentating table and sit with dylan do commentary and then i'd run back and announce the winners if we had to uh do like time limits i probably would have just passed out or not had a voice by like <laughs> the third match because that's a lot so hats off to pedro for that well like he didn't he didn't have to move like they just like you know like muted the mics and said like mm-hmm. all right five minutes and blah 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 and then you know he'd go back to commentary and uh you know talking about something underground probably i don't know if i t- publicly talked about this this was going to be southern underground pro month two I was debating on doing it every year, and Jaden actually was going to be at the top of that list. But I don't know. Something with, like, everything going on with IWTV. I heard Step Stole Sarah on an interview, and I'm like, she's really good. And obviously, like, she has her own podcast now, too. So I heard that. I'm like, what if I just did Southern Underground Pro Month? I'm like, I already have Brixter. Like, at this point, he hadn't been on yet. I hadn't recorded with him. So I'm like, all right, I got Brixter. Jesse's been on. Like, why don't I get the other two? And then when I calculated everything out... You were originally going to be episode 149 if we did Christmas, and then a little peek behind the curtain, I added, partially added the Colin interview when I did because I wanted to bump the number up so you got 150. I was planning on doing one with him. It was supposed to be done months ago. Got done this month. Very happy it did, but I'm like, it was a, like a one-two punch, and I think also my my big thing that I'm really proud of is I wanted Wrestling Cheers to put like just put up the most episodes per 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 year i should say and we started off like i didn't start doing like regular episodes till like six seven months after wrestling cheers became a thing mm-hmm. so i had all these like weeks to like quote make up in my opinion so like last year there was a lot of bonus episodes and this year there's a lot of bonus episodes the fact that the beginning of march of this year was episode 100 and the end of this year is episode 150 so i hit 50 episodes in less than a year that's crazy. That's such a grind. It is. Ha- hats off to you, man. Like <laughs> Thank you. every now and then I miss, <clears throat> I miss doing a podcast. I was actually talking to Ryan about this the other day. Um, I miss doing a podcast, but like it's more work than people really give you credit for. Um, cause you gotta, you know, like when we were still doing kick out of two, I was pretty much in charge of like coordinating the interviews and setting them up. And then, <clears throat> um, you know, you go through the whole interview process um, which can either be really rewarding or it can be a total flop. Um, yeah. And just, you know, it kind of is like, I don't want to say a waste of time because you still get something to put out, but if it's not up to like the standard that you set for yourself, mm-hmm. then it's like a little defeating. Um, <clears throat> but then like I, where I was lucky, uh, was Brittany would edit it. Uh, but even like when we started dating and we moved in together, uh, you know, we would be like sitting on the couch and she would be, you know, she would spend a bunch of time editing the episode. So like, even though I wasn't editing, uh, it was still like, I still had the same like amount of time because like we didn't talk while she was editing. We didn't really watch anything while she was editing, Mm -hmm. uh, because I wanted to make sure, you know, that she was focused and I didn't want to like distract her at all. Uh, so like if I, it was like, I went through the time, but without the, the work, uh, Mm -hmm. but yeah, like that's crazy. Like, congratulations. That's that is a lot of hard work. 
Thank you. And you're to me, you're perfect to be 150. Um, you were 150 on also Spotlight Series, which that kind of got in my head, too. And I, that's when I did the math. I'm like, oh, you're going to be 149. Fuck. Like, one off. How crazy is that? And I think I think I text that to you. And then it, mm-hmm. just, it got in my head. I'm like, what if I, where can I fit in one more episode? What can I do? Because I get the benefit, and I've said this many times before, that the main thing we cover is AIW. Mm-hmm. And for every show AIW has, that gives me two episodes. It gives me a preview and a review. Jaylit Weekend breaks up into many different episodes and depending on how we want to do it, because that could be at least two previews and then three reviews. So that's, I mean, that's right there almost, or at least a month of content. And it's just trying to find time to fill in the interviews. And that's what really like turned this shit around because it was like originally back when we were the high Wendy report, it was just previews, reviews. And like there was just weeks in between, which was great because I didn't, it wasn't something I had to worry about. But then when I started like cutting off podcasts that I was doing and I was down, I was like, I'm just going to focus on wrestling cheers. So when I started getting to the interview point, it just made more sense. Like, all right, this is what's going to be filled all the other weeks. But I'm lucky that I do have something like AIW that fucking has a, at least one show a month, sometimes two a month. They might skip some months here and there, like October and January. And, but that's where I can, I can get on the grind and do the interview stuff. And that's where, that's where it does get like, harder and i always try to work ahead mm-hmm. like yeah I have, if, I have, you can, if you can have some stuff banked like it's it's so uh, it makes things easier but like i don't know about you <clears throat> about you but like right now ryan and i have like a bunch of videos banked yeah. and like i'm antsy because like i want the world to see them you know uh but you know it, as easy as it makes it like it's still just like i know it's there but like i'm sitting on it and it's not it's not super time sensitive. Like I know with, with wrestling podcasts, they tend to be more time sensitive because of, you know, various topics and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, uh, I just like, I get so antsy, so antsy. Yeah. Like I have two interviews already recorded for January and I don't want to talk about them just yet because I wanted to focus a lot on IWTV month. And we have, you know, this episode, which was a secret to a lot of people until the release date. Like, I briefly teased about it on last week's episode for listeners that I, as of right now, I have to just get ready to post it. But I basically say, hey, this is 149. Oh, 150? Is that going to be a preview for AIW? Please stay tuned. And like, boom, this, this, <laughs> comes, this comes out. So, um, just, yeah. Uh, another thing, oh, God, it's some, I can't, I can't wait to actually do the, the preview episode for fucking baby it's too cold outside just because fucking icp is gonna be there dude i'm so fucking pumped how uh how hard did you flip your shit when you saw that or like did you maybe you knew previous like prior uh but like how hard did you like freak out when you found out i know enough people knew ahead of time but i won't say who like somebody kind of told me sure and like they were like because they had talked about on on social media, like, we got a big surprise to me. I'm like, it could be anything. Like, I don't know. Like, what could be a big deal for Thorne isn't exactly a big deal for me. Like, I'm not huge on ECW. So, if he brought right. in, like, an ECW original that's not New Jack, like, I'm not going <laughs> to – I'm honestly not going to care as much. So, I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. So, when this one particular person told me, like, he was like, Are you, do you want to know or do you want to wait? I'm like, all right. Like, you're already, you're already hitting me up. Like, obviously, it's somebody I'm going to want. Marco's in AI in AEW now, so that's not a big big thing for me now. And he's actually finally wrestled in Cleveland. I'm like, I don't know, hit it, hit me with it. I'm, and then he just sends me a GIF of ICP, like doing the the, the head raise, and I'm like, <laughs> like my, I just my head, my brain blew up, explode, fucking what the fuck? 
And I was like, I could have been given a hundred guesses. I would have never guessed ICP. Ever. No, not in a million years. I saw that and I texted somebody. I was like, this, this has to be legit. Like, it, it doesn't feel it like it, I don't know. It felt really weird to see that, but it, it also makes like perfect sense because like who else, you know, AIW, of course, and it's incredible. It's sold far as I understand a lot of tickets. I end up picking up an extra, like one of my best friends growing up, like we're, we're still, still close, well, somewhat close and everything. And he, uh, he like, we got into ICP to get, well, him more than me, but he got me into it. It was just like, it was our thing for a long time. We went mm-hmm. to an ICP concert last year together and we went to the gathering when it was the first time it was in our area. So I like I hit him like up with the flyer, and he's like, "Oh my god!" Like I, he's like, "I gotta go," and I, he was like, "Well, I gotta talk to my fiance and blah 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 blah." And I'm thinking, I'm just gonna have to buy this for you. And then he kind of he didn't ask. He did. He then up asking me, he's like, "Do you think you can, you know, hit, uh, buy mine, and then I'll, I'll hit you back wow, at the show?" And I was like, "All right, cool." And like I was gonna give it a little while. And then the next thing I know, it says um, Thorn posted like one front row seat left as I was on like Facebook. I was like, shit, ran to wow. fucking event right, bought the last one. So now my dude's coming and like I'm pumped for that. There's a lot of other people like I'm in a couple of Juggalo groups and I threw that flyer out and I think that sold some tickets. Like, damn, like the backlash on it is crazy. And I think somebody like there's been a lot of like cornet trolls and i'm like i mean i'm like i know i put out the list i'm like fucking janella marco icp um justice and bishop going off the balcony fucking aiw doesn't give a fuck about cornet obviously not at all and you know why aiw doesn't make give a fuck about cornet because they're fucking one it seems like every single show they keep their diehard fans happy yeah two from what I'm, you know, as an outsider looking in, it seems like every single show, there's more and more new faces there. And three, every single show, again, as an outsider looking in, those new faces that showed up to the last show, they're returning. Yeah. So AIW is doing great. They're thriving. And, you know, if they want to fucking book ICP, incredible. Like, it's going to sell tickets if fucking Matt Justice and Josh Bishop want to jump off a fucking balcony. Great. It, you know, like, they're both still alive. Incredibly dangerous. <laughs> Glad they're okay. But, like, hell, like. We, I mean, we live in a time where, you know, everybody's starting to figure out that less is more, but, you know, sometimes you have to do something wild to get noticed. And yeah. they both got GCW spots out of it, you know, uh, justice more so than Bishop, but, you know, Bishop's been more places. And I, I don't want to say it like directly correlates to that spot, but that's it kind of seemed like it did on it. because it was right after that spot. They both got announced for, I think, their first GCW show. Was it Tournament of Survival? Was I'm not that the a, first one, or was it another one? I'm not as hooked into GCW, so maybe. But I remember it was like right after that they got announced, like simultaneously, and like it wasn't yeah. like the, the like day or two after. It was like maybe later that week. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and I mean GCW is really fucking good at having their pulse or their finger on the pulse of you know what's good in indie wrestling. So of course, like I mean, look at Alex Zane. Alex Zane's like probably oh, God, yeah. the top example fucking one backyard wrestling show and he fucked and he blows the fuck up. I, lo- I mean, I love seeing shit like that. I love, mm-hmm. that's one thing I've really fell in love with independent wrestling. Like I finally gave up trying to follow new Japan mm-hmm. and I, I, I get on my soapbox about this a lot. The fact that I can't follow them as easily as I can stuff on like uh, independent wrestling TV. So right. I love just being able to turn on and like learning all these like new names and faces like, 
just independent wrestling in general, I think is so awesome because there's everywhere you look, you know, there's somebody who needs you. Oh no, wrong one. Um, everywhere you look, there's somebody that's awesome. Like yeah. wh- whether it be like this year, the fucking year of Dan Housen. Fucking, it's crazy to see like what he did like before, and then he gets this character, or just gets you know with the face paint, and then slowly but surely turns it into what we have now. And then even that, t- like he adds more and more little little layers, does these other things, and it's fucking awesome. And he's definitely not the only one. Warhorse, uh, another one. It's just so many. Um, I even said it before. I can't remember if I said it on the show or not, but like 2019 was the year of the creative independent wrestler. Effie, yes, sir. Warhorse um, and Danhausen. Like those yep. three, they're create. They're all three creative as fuck, and it will pull you in, and that's what's so awesome. So uh, I did a Bizarre Lucha show, and Danhausen and Warhorse were both there. Um, <clears throat> I helped them record some stuff. That was some uh, good like, shit. Oh man, like the stuff they pumped out from that show was incredible. Uh, but like, I, I helped them, you know, record all that stuff. And the whole time I'm just sitting there and I'm watching, and like, one will have like a spark of an idea. And then the other one's like, well, what if we do it like this? And then like, they also both came, like, they, they both showed up with ideas that they had already talked about. And they were like mapping it out. And we were like going over how to shoot different angles and stuff. So like, when I was with them, just that one show, both of them together. And I've, I've known Warhorse. I've actually known them both for years. Um, but getting to just like be around them and watch their brains work, I learned so much and it was like the, the craziest thing. And then every time I'm around Effie, it's like Effie, if you have a conversation with Effie, uh, wrestling or, you know, just life, whatever Effie, I don't know if it's, an, I'm, I'm just going to say it's unintentional because he just seems like one of the most truthful people I've met in a very long time. Um, if he just drops, you know, so many, you know, so many things you can use, whether in wrestling or life, you know, cause he's, he's done so much, you know, he's, he's been wrestling for a while and he's done so much. He's encountered all these different situations and he doesn't give a fuck, you know, he's mm-hmm. going to say what needs to be said and, uh, he's going to do what needs to be done. And, you know, those three have grown so much. Uh, and the last time I was with Effie was, uh, long live GCW in Nashville and I said something along the lines of the best wrestlers now are content creators. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, if you need me to go out there and wrestle a 30 minute match, I can do it. If you need me to go out there and just be goofy and do whatever, I can do that. If you need me to cut a fire ass video promoting a match, I can do that. And it's going to get thousands of plays. And he's right. These guys can do it all. It's it's incredible. See, it's it's really um, <clears throat> to tie it all kind of together with the theme of the month. Um, they've all three really helped me find i don't want to say a place because i don't really have like a place place um but uh kind of like a place within the iwtv vjs yeah uh once once i kind of realized like hey you're pretty much just putting out micro content for the streaming service so you know people are always seeing the logo or hearing iwtv or you know something iwtv it got a lot easier so yeah i mean october was perfect for me to really just dive head first talk to a wrestler about their favorite horror movie, ask them the, the scariest part about being an independent professional wrestler. Once I realized what I was doing, it was game over. You yeah. know, like once you, I don't know, it's, it's crazy how, how much I was overthinking and I would shoot Ryan all these dumbass ideas. <laughs> and he was like, no, that's not you. That's not you. Just be you. So finally <clears throat> I just texted him and I was like, this is super simple. There's no way this is going to work. 
And I sent it to him. He was like, run it. So we did it and it came out great. I think we put out 26 videos in October, which felt insane when we were done. Like it didn't feel like we did that much. Yeah. Uh, but when we did it, it was wild. And like, shout out to everybody who helped that, you know, because that was a huge part of me finally being confident in what I was doing with IWTV. Is IWTV going to bring back Kick Out It Too? Ooh, probably not. <laughs> uh, I would say, uh, I mean, I, I, st- would, I still miss it. I, I don't I, care all the other shows that are out there. It's, it's, I came, it, it was like one of those shows that helped like me learn a lot of wrestlers that I now know. Like it, for me, it was, it was helping, it helped expand my horizons. Like now it, it's a little more Southern Underground Pro, but like for that reason, like either, I'm just, there's a part of me that like, Man, like that show, like I said, introduced me to so much, and I I still miss it. It was my since uh, whenever I'd go to an AIW show, that was my favorite thing to listen to because I already listened to my show, so and like, well, I recorded it and edited it, so like I know everything on. It. I'm not gonna sit there and listen to it again, right? So like, your um, guys is when it come out on Friday, I'm like, this is perfect. I'm gonna go to go to a show and I'm gonna listen to these guys. I I appreciate that a lot. It was it was a lot of fun to do when we did it. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if the world necessarily needs it because like we've got wrestling cheers, we've got, you know, the spotlight series, we've got, I got your five stars. There's, there's a lot. So bros. Res- so bros, of course, uh, wrestling, independent wrestling, mm, wrestling podcasts in general are in a way better position than they were when we first started kick out at two, because, um, if you search wrestling podcasts, you were most likely going to get, um, a WWE review show. And if I want to hear somebody bitch about WWE, I'll just watch WWE and bitch about it myself. Yeah. Um, and you know, full disclosure, I haven't watched WWE and I don't know how long, uh, like a current WWE show. So like, I don't even know what there is to bitch about at this point, but in the year 2019 going into 2020, uh, it, I almost, and th- this is somebody, like I said, who does not keep up with mainstream wrestling for the most part. Um, it almost seems like the dynamic has changed to where uh, there's more independent wrestling podcasts and, you know, the quality is going to differ obviously. Yeah. Uh, But it it, like, it just seems like more people are paying attention to independent wrestling, uh, which makes me extremely happy because, you know, when we were doing it, uh, it was hard to crack 200 plays on some episodes unless we had like, um, I don't know who who the fuck did we have on like Al Snow or uh, which is still one of the worst fucking anything I've ever done in my life was having Al Snow on the show. Uh, Demon Bunny. But that was a, I think Demon, a one. Demon Bunny was nuts. That took off like crazy. Uh, that was a lot of fun. But um, I remember the, the backlash <clears throat> about the quality of the episode. And then it was like a back and forth between us, uh, them, IndieCast like came into. And like that's where like I first kind of like had an interaction with them. So it was like this fun like beating like beating up on this one dude just because he was talking shit about <laughs> the episode oh man yeah like i don't know i just i think uh i think wrestling podcasts are in a great place and it makes me happy like i can listen to wrestling podcasts now uh and it's funny because like it'll be like obviously i listen to my friend's stuff first and foremost um but i can you know Every now and then I'll, I'll get ballsy and I'll search uh, like wrestling in like iTunes or something yeah. and I'll see what comes up. And it's it sometimes it sucks and sometimes it doesn't. Uh, but I'll scroll through and uh, more often than not, there's like I may not have ever heard the podcast, but I've heard of it through somebody or mm. like through a tweet or something. And it's usually an independent wrestling podcast, which is really cool. So 
I'm just happy to see that. I'm happy to uh, to have people get out to shows and connect with somebody to the point where they want to have a conversation with them, much like we're doing now. Um, that they're just so invested and interested in what that person is doing, and they care enough to share time with that person uh, rather than. I watched this WWE show and it sucked and this is why it sucked. And like, that's just too negative, man. Like, like we used to say with kick out of two focus on the positives. There's so much positive in wrestling, whether it's, you know, the content that Warhorse Stan Housen and Effie put out, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, maybe you're a, a giant Jim Cornette fan and you love when he shits on everything, you know, like I hope not, but maybe that's, maybe that's your cup of tea, you know, like just focus on what you like. That's always that's always been the key to happiness. Just focus on what you like. You don't have to pay any attention to the shit you don't like. Speaking of focusing on the shit <clears throat> that, that you like, where the fuck is Haunted Home Video? Man, <laughs> I miss doing that. Uh, Brittany and I have just been like crazy busy. Yeah. Uh, me with wrestling and, you know, right now is super busy at my shoot job. Uh, and then, you know, we went to Salem. Uh, she's been busy with work. Her schedule kind of sucks with work. Uh, so when she gets off work, it's usually like I'm winding down and about ready for bed. Uh, and she's like pretty much ready for bed too, just because of the stress from her job. Um, but I have a few weekends free coming up, so maybe we'll just crank out a bunch of episodes. I won't say a bunch, but maybe we'll we'll crank out a few (laughs) episodes and put it out through the Sobros because those were really fun to do. All I want is the mangler. That's all I want. I... I won't give you a time frame, like a dead time, like a dead on time frame, but I will say within, let's see, January is pretty light right now. So I'll, I'll say within like the next month, we'll put out an episode, at least one episode, and it'll be the Mangler just for you. Okay. We got to, we got to talk about this really quick because no one knows the <clears> significance <throat> of the Mangler. And it, it, it starts with me and it's something that I, I want to be like a big topic because you're a big, big, huge horror movie fan. And I'm... Uh, well, before this year, not really. Like, I never really delved into a lot of horror movies because for me, a lot of horror movies are kind of repetitive and they can get kind of boring. So I just never delved into it. And then uh, this October, which it was kind of a partial plan of it was going to lead to my engagement and how I was going to propose me and my now fiance. We watched like all these horror movies. We originally had a list of 50 and what we did was we picked 20 to 25 movies that we wanted to watch, whether we had seen them before or not. Mangler was on my list of movies that I had seen and wanted to see again because it had been so long. Like it, I watched it on pay-per-view. Wow. Back when, yeah, <laughs> when that was a thing. And my dad like ran, like I never, I didn't ever heard about it. And it just like he landed on it. He was like, oh, let's watch this. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. So... I have this one memory of watching it one time. So, like, where you come in is because you're the horror, like, one of, of my friends, you're one of the top horror movie people between you and Stacy from Super Fantastic. But you, like, big VHS dude, like, I knew, like, that came out. I'm like, have you, like, what do you know about this movie? And what was your response? I don't, I don't think I'd ever seen it. I like, that's a movie um, that I've passed up a few times, like, at thrift stores and stuff. Uh, and I don't really know why. Um, but now that we're talking about it more, I can remember going to like Hollywood video. Did you guys have Hollywood video? Yeah, but I don't think I went to one as much. Like the, the nearest one was a couple towns over and there was other, like there was other rental stores that I could go to. I remember. So we, when I was growing up, we would only go to Hollywood video every now and then it was like 
if I remember correctly, it was more on like the higher end price wise. Uh, and we had like movie gallery and, you know, smaller chains closer to us. So we'd always go to those. Um, <clears throat> but I remember like seeing the mangler at Hollywood video. And I don't, I don't know how I remember this, but I just remember seeing that case on the shelf and, uh, the case is pretty cool. The, the slip case is pretty cool, but I just like, I don't know at that time I wasn't, when I was a kid, I had such a shitty attention span. I couldn't watch <laughs> movies. Uh, I would rent like either a video game or I would rent like the same fucking WWF tape over and over again. Uh, but I just like, I don't know. Like I was, I was just really bad at movies in general as a kid. Um, and then, uh, fuck, when was it? Um, I, I'd say probably like late teens, early twenties. I really started like watching movies a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, a little known fact is when I, uh, before I moved, uh, like five years ago, I actually had like a, a, a sizable collection of VHS tapes, nothing like worth anything, but uh, I'd go to this like store and buy a tape for like 10 cents. Like I think I got Jurassic Park for 10 cents. Uh, and it was just like, if I couldn't find, I had a DVD VCR combo. Uh, so if I couldn't find it on DVD, I would just buy the VHS and I'd watch it. And then when I moved, I really don't even know what happened to those tapes, most of those tapes. Yeah. But, uh, over the last like year I've like, it's, it's like such a weird subculture VHS collecting. Yeah. Cause like what's worth a lot to you may not be worth shit to somebody else. Like I paid for microwave massacre. And I think after the conversion of cur- the currency conversion and shipping, I think I paid like maybe 50 bucks for a VHS tape. Wow. Yeah. But it's like one of my favorite movies and it's so shitty. Like it's, it's not a, it, I think it's a good movie because it's not a good movie. It's it's just it's so cheesy and corny. And fun fact, the main character in that movie, uh, and I can't think of his name to save my life right now, but he voices uh, Frosty the Snowman, the cartoon. Oh no shit! Yeah, so it's like it's such a weird. Uh, I don't know. It's just like both ends of the spectrum. You know, you got this classic christmas cartoon that's so kid friendly then you've got microwave massacre which is like this dude just like <laughs> kills and like cooks his wife it's fucking weird so i don't know why i got on that tangent but yeah, yeah you did so you <clears throat> you you never seen it uh you, you said you i think you i thought you said like you had seen it but it'd been a long time you always see two you always see the sequel which at that point i never even knew there was a fucking sequel so mm-hmm. i was just i was in a good mood and i was like you know what i'm gonna do I'm going to fucking, I'm going to buy it for him. I'm not going to tell him. I already have his address. I'm going to go to eBay, pay for it, change the information that I need to change it, and I can watch it as it, get, watch it as it gets sent. And you had no idea this was coming, but you kind of had a feeling you knew who it came from once you got it. Yeah. So I get home, and this was probably around the time where I was like uh, just – buying crazy VHS tapes, crazy amounts of VHS tapes off the internet. <clears throat> and, uh, I get home and I had, uh, I had, I think I had another box and then the box with the Mangler movies in it. And I opened it and I was like, did I buy these? Like, <laughs> what the fuck did I buy these or not? And then I somehow just remembered that we had talked about it and I was like, there's no way. And I think I had texted you like right after I put you the pieces did. together. You're like, did did you buy me the Mangler VHS? And I'm like, yep. Or no, no, I sent you the gift of uh, Robert Downey Jr. Like, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, dude, because I was like, I was like, did I, 
did I buy these? And just <laughs> I totally don't remember because I've bought tapes from people before, and it just takes forever for them to ship. So I'm like, this, sh- this shit would just randomly show up for a while. I saw that, and I was like, there's no way. And then sure shit, you bought them. And again, thank you for that. And uh, we owe you at least a couple of ep- a couple of, uh, a couple of episodes for those. So <laughs> um, the funny thing is, it's 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 very similar to what I went through late February of this year, like right after my mom passed. And I had, I was probably in the middle of like ordering a bunch of stuff off of um, eBay, Amazon or whatever. And I always keep track of like, all right, like this is coming in. Okay. It's coming in this day, blah, blah, blah. And I come home and there's, I can't remember if there was other stuff too, but I was, I think there wasn't, I think it was just this. And I'm like, wait a minute. All right. All right. This already came in. This already came in. This isn't an Akron yet. This isn't an Akron. Well, what did I get? And then I see the return address and I see Tennessee and I'm like, okay. And then I open it up and it's, it's a care package from you, Brit and Lane. And like that, like touched me. So like, I didn't think about it at the time. Like that was like a way of repaying it, but it was me just, I'm like, I want, I want to hear Jesse talk about this movie. He might not ever run into it. I'm just going to buy it. And then I found like the three set. Like, we didn't even know that there was a third one. Neither of us did. Yeah. That was mind blowing. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, all right, well, it was all for a decent price. I'm like, well, just send it to him and <laughs> see see what happens. And like, man, I got a, such a kick out of that. That's, I mean, that's one of my favorite parts about collecting VHS tapes is like, sometimes you pay like 40, 50 bucks for a VHS tape, which I am more than guilty of. Sometimes you like, I found, uh, I was at a flea market in Nashville and I found like a stack of dream tapes for me. And I asked the guy how much he wanted for him. He was like, I don't know, like two bucks a piece. And I was like, yo, what? <laughs> like to nobody, like literally to nobody else in that flea market did, they, did, you know, would they have thought that this guy had gold, but I'm over here like losing my shit and trying to like play it cool. So it doesn't jack the price up on me. And I think I spent <laughs> like 10 or 12 bucks and I got like, fuck, what did I get? I got the wizard. Uh... Shit. You might've been able to haggle him down. I, you know what? I was so excited. I didn't even care. I was like two bucks a tape. Yeah. You're, you're still getting a deal. Yeah. Cause like, I think it's wizard. So I, I've seen it like resell up to like 20 bucks. Uh, I, I think I got wizard arcade. Uh, I can't even remember. It was like, there was some really good stuff in that stack though. I was very happy with that. Cause I, I would go to the flea market every single month, never find a single tape. And then Lane and I went and, uh, we were just walking down this, you know, like basically through these barns and, uh, I like look over and I go, those are tapes. Like I recognized them from like a very, very far distance. I was like, those are tapes. You're like, and, wait, uh, you're I like walked over there. You're like, wait a minute. I smell tapes. Yeah. Dude, it's crazy. <laughs> like I, I, I used to go to the flea market with, uh, one of like mine and Brett's oldest friends that we went to like middle school with. And, uh, back when I was collecting wrestling figures, we were just walking around and I just happened to like look under a table from afar and saw a box of wrestling figures. And she's like, how the fuck did you see that from so far away? <laughs> and it's just like the nature of the hunt. Like when you, when you want to find something, you'll look anywhere. Yeah. So I saw those tapes and I grabbed them and, uh, you know, it, it's the hunt and the deal. And, uh, if I can't find what I'm looking for out in the wild, then, uh, sometimes I'll resort to Facebook or eBay, but definitely prefer to go to, the, to all the thrift stores. So, if you ever book me in a different state, anybody that's listening, chances are I will try to help boost your local economy by going to your local thrift stores and picking up a shit ton of tapes. So I don't know if a lot of the ones around here have VHS tapes. I know like we have a, a local chain that I've sent you pictures of 
called the Exchange. And now that's like one of the cool places to get um, just the only thing they sell of VHSs is horror movies. Like mm-hmm. that, like that they sell like used DVDs, Blu-rays, video game system, like all like all that realm. But if they have VHSs, it's um, it's horror movies. I'm like I know at one point I sent you like this picture of like all the all the ones that they had up, and I was just like, anything look good to you? <laughs> yep, and I definitely appreciated that. You've you've actually hooked me up with quite a few tapes, and Dom's kind of been the the tape mule uh, back and forth, which again I'm grateful for. Uh, but it, it's funny like. People shit on VHS tapes sometimes, but those horror tapes, uh, they can bring in a lot of money. So that's that's a huge part of the reason why sometimes at these stores, if they do sell tapes, it's mostly horror movies because they know they can, you know, it might not be like a huge profit, but they'll be able to at least if they buy a collection, they'll be able to make their money back off of a few of those tapes if they know what they've got. For at least the last year, I've been putting off buying a VCR. Like my whole thing is like I just want one that comes with a remote. If there's a DVD player that connect to it, fine, whatever. But I just want a remote with it. And if I were to start buying VHSs, I kind of just want to buy a lot of the the ones I grew, the movies I grew up with, one way or another. Mm-hmm. Whether it be like Home Alone one and two, Santa Claus, SummerSlam '92, uh, Tommy Boy, Ghostbusters, like those, like are some like staples up top of my head that I'm like, if I could get those on VHS again. I would buy them. I probably the most expensive of those just might be SummerSlam '92. I could see that. Um, so it's funny that you bring that up. Uh, at my old old job, I used to work right down the road from a thrift store, so I'd go there, you know, once twice a week on lunch break because I had an hour for lunch, and I would just, you know, I'd eat real quick and then I'd go there and I'd just spend, you know, thirty forty five minutes looking around. Um, and I would check for VCRs and I would always, I would always want to find a DVD VCR combo because, uh, they're actually, I have a friend who's like, I think he like repairs and resells electronics mm-hmm. and I just randomly was talking to him one day and he was like, yeah, if you get the right brand, they sell for like hundreds of dollars, which is pretty crazy. Wow. Uh, yeah. So I'd always go looking, uh, I never expected to find it. And then I found one with a remote. So I picked it up. Turns out the DVD players busted in it, but the VCR works. So I kept it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I've actually got a, at least one spare VCR right now for when this one shits the bed because I know it will at some point. They always do. Yeah. Uh, and I've had to take VCRs apart and remove the tape the hard way. Uh, that way you can salvage the tape, put the VCR back together. You know, it's it's a pain in the ass, but like, I don't know. I love it. And I, 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 I feel like a piece of shit because I have all these tapes right now and I just like, I've been so busy. I haven't really had any time to watch anything. So... Yeah, I need to get pretty to watch Microwave Massacre and RoboCop, and then I'll be good. <laughs> and we need to do an episode on the Mangler. Fuck it, that's yeah, just, it's one thing I want because I know you did the one uh, VHS, one of them that was uh, a box uh, that I, I had sent down to you. I, I uh, was that oh, what fucking movie was that? I've listened to the episode. It's uh, I can't even remember what we've done. Was it the Robert the movie that Robert England directed? Oh, um. Damn it, I do remember it. Uh, Nine Seven Six Evil. Yes. Yeah. God, what a movie that was. <laughs> Jesus, Robert England, buddy, get it together. Oh yeah, and he's in the Mangler. Oh shit, he is, isn't he? Yeah. And like you, you still look at him as like at least I do, like as fucking Freddy Krueger. Like, right. It's like yeah, I understand. Like you're this horror icon, maybe, but it's like you're it's more Freddy than Robert England. So like he's mm. trying and it just it comes off kind of Freddy-ish. Okay, well that's good because I mean I like Nightmare on Elm Street, so 
I think uh, I think that'll work to my advantage. But Man. like I said, I went down this kind of like rabbit hole of like finding new uh, horror or just wanting to revisit like horror in general. And like first thing we got to talk about fucking Universal Monsters. I'm wearing a creature from Black Lagoon hoodie right now. <laughs> uh, I'm, I don't have anything yet of Universal Monsters like to wear. I'm going to eventually find something that I want. Uh, Famous Monsters of Filmland on Instagram. Uh, they did a, uh, I think it was a Cyber Monday or Black Friday sale, and I got this hoodie for like 20 bucks cheaper than it normally is. Uh, so Famous Monsters of Filmland, you should check that out. I've g- kind of got into more of the ho- horror wear. My, fav- okay. my favorite right now is... Uh, Horrible home video. Me- yeah. Mainly because they pull out the horror ICP stuff mm-hmm. and like they did the hatch it man where it's Pennywise but looks like the hatchet man. And then they mm-hmm. did one for all the Joker's cards. And that like that's that, that kind of that kind of went into my list. If there was any of those movies that I had never seen, I wanted to watch it. Like I'd never seen Hellraiser, I, which was oh fuck, I don't have it in front of me. I think Hellraiser is Riddlebox. I'd never seen uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's Great Malenko. So, you know, I watched those two. Forget what some of the other ones off the top of my head. Uh, Ghostface is the Wraith, which is fucking like I... I can picture all these because I've seen that shirt. Uh, so I, I can picture these as you're saying them. I can't remember any of them. Yeah. Uh, but I, I can picture them as you're Like, it's weird how it's all coming back. I got a, a pretty sweet Maniac Cop shirt from Horrible Home Video. I might be wrong about Riddlebox. Was Riddlebox Michael Myers? Yeah, Riddlebox is Michael Myers. Amazing Jekyll Brothers is Pinhead. Carnival of Carnage is Jason. And, of course, Ringmaster's got to be Freddy. Man, I don't know how you remembered all that. <laughs> it's remembering what they look like. Like, Ringmaster has the the, cl- the long fingernails, forks up, forks down. So, obviously, uh... that's, that's Freddy Krueger. Um, the Wraith, it's... It works perfect with Ghostface and, and the knife. Um, Malenko is where, obviously, like I said, it's Leatherface, and he's holding the, like the chainsaw, and he's holding something else too. Something like that to me makes sense. Um, is Malenko holding a wand? The actual cover, yes, hmm. but not the horrible home video one. It's because uh, I actually have my signed Malenko right in front of me. Uh, he's holding. He has a bird on the finger and uh, holding a magic wand. Gotcha. Uh yeah, so it's remembering like those type of stuff, but I know horrible home videos great. Uh there's so many. And I always like see if you're following them. So it's like, all right, this is a good one. Like there's one that I know like they're based in Orlando and uh Kevin Owens' wife is like like loves them and that's how I first heard about them. Because they have like huh. some, they have some pretty cool shirts. I can't remember what some of them off the top of my head. I was recently mentioned one from Colin Delaney. I can't remember if it was in the interview or not. But there's this one, I think you might follow it too. They did a uh, Home Alone shirt, but it's the old dude and like put in like a horror movie setting. What? Yeah, I have to, I have to look it, look it up again. But um, yeah, I think I want to say you follow the account. And I'm trying to remember, like like the Chicago salt murders or something. Like I think if you type in Home Alone horror, it comes up. Okay, I follow. Um, so actually while Brittany and I were in Salem watching one of the Adams family movies in an old church, uh, I, I'm such a fucking nerd that I had set up text alerts for graveyard <laughs> goods. 
because they were releasing Chopping Mall shirts. Yeah. Uh, and Chopping Mall is one of my favorite movies. It's so ridiculous. So I get these text notifications and I go straight to the website and I see that they have, I think they had a long sleeve, a short sleeve, and then they had a curveball, which I wasn't expecting. And they had like a spider print tie dye shirt or a spider tie dye shirt, which is essentially just like kind of acid wash tie dye. Uh, so I ended up buying the regular black long sleeve chopping wall shirt. And then I think the spider tie dye was like limited to 50 and I got that too. So I dropped so much money. Gra- uh, Graveyard Goods is really good. Uh, I really enjoyed their shirt. I think, I think I got, uh, fuck, what all have I gotten from them? I got, uh, I think I got a home alone shirt from them. Um, I got my exorcist shirt that says unclean spirit on the back. Uh, that's really fun to wear in public. <laughs> um, and I think I got something else from them, but graveyard goods is really good. You should check them out. I'm trying to try to find the, the Instagram. Is it rock chalk or no fright rags? Oh yeah. Fright rags is good. Fright rags. That was one Colin told me about because I think fright rags is, uh, based in Rochester. Oh, that makes sense. Because, yeah, he told, like, we we talked about Home Alone, and, like, he mentioned, uh, like, oh, yeah, there's, have you seen the Home Alone horror shirt? I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. And then it's, like, yeah, they're, like, I just pulled up their Instagram. Yep, Rochester, New York. Um, but there's, like, I know so many others. Um, but the Universal Monsters, like, I need to definitely get me some gear. Your favorite is Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yes, sir. What became my favorite? And it just feels like, when it comes to all of them, I'm going to say Dracula. Like, okay. there's something that I'm, I love Dracula. I loved him when I was little. Uh, so, like, when I watched that and Bram Stoker's Dracula, I was like, there's so much here that I really, really love. And, like, I just, I'm so, like, nostalgia for. So, I get, like, uh, the Universal Monsters Dracula. But the one that I'm like, wow, I really love this, Invisible Man. Invisible Man's really good. Uh, I, I watched it. When did I watch it? I got into those super late, like, um, I was always intrigued by them. Same. When I was in high school, uh, we took uh, me, Brett, Tra- uh, our friend Travis, like pretty much everybody that we backyard wrestled with, we all took a media concepts class. And what that entails sometimes was getting graded on watching movies, whether it was like Casablanca or uh, Psycho. Um, so that's I think that's where we really started to appreciate movies. Uh, that, and we wanted to learn how to, I mean, this is when, this is like when you could still get VHS and DVDs. Um, so we were learning how to essentially edit and manipulate VHS tapes, um, through, yeah. Cause like we had tape boards and stuff in, in class. Uh, so we essentially were trying to learn how to edit our own backyard wrestling tapes. Um, but through that class, I developed an appreciation for movies and, um, that teacher was really cool. Uh, I don't put this out there that often, but uh, I dropped out of high school. And when I did, uh, that teacher did not want to sign my withdrawal form. Uh, he was such a passionate teacher. And uh, that was like the only class where I ever like retained anything. It was, uh, I literally looked forward to going to that class. And I can't say that about any other class that I ever had. Um, but because of that class, I appreciated movies and started appreciating black and white movies to the point where uh I would try to watch Nosferatu and didn't really appreciate it at the time, but I tried. Uh, and I think that kind of scared me off from trying the Universal Monsters movies, even though in my head I've always had this weird, uh, I guess, image of like I always wanted to like 
be like a teenager in the eighties. And I like, I just wanted like, you know how like you see in movies sometimes where, you know, a teenager lives at home, like pretty much has free reign of the basement and like that's their room. Yeah. I always just wanted like a TV in the basement and like a couch. And like I just wanted to just sit there and watch these movies in the dark. Uh, these old horror movies, like how they used to come on TV and it'd be like Elvira or like whatever your fucking local station was that would do like the horror, the monster movie marathons. Always been fascinated by shit like that. And I wish that was a thing now, which is kind of what I want to do with wrestling. Uh, if I could ever find the way to do it, just like public access style, um, public access and like monster movies and shit have always interested me so much. Uh, but I got into those universal monsters movies super late. And when I started buying them, creature was the first one that I watched Mm. and I fell in love with it. Like just the whole story. Uh, and it kind of just shows like, I don't know. Um, if you go back and you watch it and the way they fucking treat Gilman and shit, they uh it just kind of shows how i i guess it's kind of open to interpretation but also kind of not but like sometimes i'll watch it and i'm like man people are really shitty like they could have just left this you know like creature alone but oh, yeah. man being man has to go and fuck with it and like exploit it but uh other times i just watch it and i'm like man this movie's really good like i want to get time throughout this year just to dive into them because i bought the box i'm like you want to talk about getting into them late uh, I got into them this year, so. <laughs> but they were always something that like piqued my interest because mm-hmm. like I remember early '90s when they tried to uh, have a resurgence of Universal Monsters, so they they, they reintroduced them on VHS because obviously in the '80s and '90s when home releases and, and VCRs and all that kind of thing became prevalent, it was like all right, we need to reintroduce these movies that you know, the, these generations haven't watched in a while or like they watch it on TV. Like now they can own it and they can fall in love with it. So I remember when Dracula and Frankenstein, and then they also pushed them on Pepsi and Doritos and they did like mm-hmm. every Halloween, like it was a thing like, Oh, universal monsters are going to be in some sort of like advertising, which was fine. Cause I felt like it got them out there. But I think by like the mid nineties, they kind of got phased out and they haven't been able to like rebound from it. And then trying to revive the movies hasn't helped too much. But the funny thing is this invisible man movie, which I found out isn't a universal movie because I think invisible man, much like all these movies are uh, public domain now. Like anybody can make movies on them. And this one movie looks way better than anything they've tried before. And invisible man is such a crazy concept. The fact that they were able to pull it off, back then and now they're going to do an updated one and like it's not just like all right we're going to do everything's updated but we're still going to do in the the older times like no we're going to like make everything now like it looks so good man that sounds wild i'd actually really like to see that have you even seen the trailer yet i don't think so i dude i'm gonna have to, I'm have to send it to you cable. when we're done yeah please ever since ever since i haven't had cable which is i don't even know how long that's been now i've been like horrible at watching trailers unless I'm actually at a theater and not, this is going to sound so pretentious and I, I strongly apologize. Uh, but when I go to a theater, it's usually a local theater that plays old horror movies. So see, like I wish there was more theaters like that. We don't have that. We have like, if I get anything, it's when uh, fathom does re-releases of movies. Mm-hmm. Like I almost go to every ghostbusters one that they do. They did one this year that I wasn't able to go to, uh, they're doing like a Blues Brothers one at the end of June this coming year, which I'm like, oh, fuck, I, I need to see that in the theater. I, I've been to uh, like a Godfather one. Love the, oh, the, wow. Love the first Godfather. So being able to like watch it in the theater was so awesome. 
But I've always said, like, I wish there was a theater. Even have you heard about that one drive-in in Pennsylvania that that's all that they do? Oh, fuck. Um. Oh God, Mahoning. Yeah, they do VHS. They do VHS fest there. Yeah, and um, that's how like most like the stuff was on for a long time was. They were playing. I think were they playing VHS copies or DVD copies or however they did it. Like it, like they'll do a lot of the the old like old school horror and like how they'll like they'll, they'll play older movies and have everything themed. It's like wow, that's that's fucking awesome. We need more of this. Like I, I mean, I'll, I love going to see new movies because that's mm-hmm. also a dying art of just going to the movie theater, and it's also a dying art of people going to the movie theater and shutting their fucking mouth. <laughs> but that's just a rant for a different day. So, I i mean, if I ever found one, like, all right, we're going to play old movies, not just like, all right, these haven't come out on DVD and Blu-ray yet. Something that's just old, like, all right, we're going to play Ghostbusters, and in the next theater over, we're going to play uh, Wolfman, and then we're going to play some other fucking movie. <laughs> like, it's so cool to, like, relive or just get to experience it in the theater because it is so different. It really is. Like, uh, so people always ask me, like, what's fun to do in Nashville? And, you know, people visiting may not want to do this because you can, I mean, going to the movies for some people is just like pulling teeth. I fucking love going to the theater and watching movies. Um, But if you're ever in Nashville and you want to check out some cool theaters, check out Full Moon Cineplex or the Bell Court. I think the Bell Court is technically a nonprofit. um, And they show some really cool stuff like that. I think they had the lighthouse. I saw Goodnight Mommy there, which is a crazy German horror movie. Um I've seen some really cool stuff there and they, they usually do around Halloween. They'll do, I think it's 12 hours of terror. So I just show 12 hours of horror movies. Uh, and then full moon cineplex is mine and Brittany's go to, uh, it's a tattoo shop and a, uh, movie theater. It's a single theater. And then from, I think it's September through like early November, they also run a haunted house. Uh, and then they also put on full moon tattoo and horror convention every year. Uh, and Ben and Stacy are incredible people. Um, whenever I go there, I don't feel like somebody that paid for a ticket. I feel like they always engage in conversation with me. They always ask me about sup. Uh, although I don't know if they know what it's called, but they'll ask me about wrestling cause they know that I'm involved in wrestling. Um, and I, you know, they'll ask like what I want to see. And like, I showed up once in a puppet master shirt and Stacy was like, fuck, we need to show Puppet Master. And I was like, hell yeah, you do. If you show all <laughs> 9, 10, 12 of them, I'll be at every single one of them. Uh, but, you know, if you're ever in Nashville and you're looking for, you know, maybe you just want to catch a movie, maybe you just want to avoid people. Uh, Full Moon Cineplex is in Donaldson and Belcourt. I can't remember exactly where it is in Nashville because it's been a while. But those theaters are the ones that I would recommend. Do you know the last two things I did in Nashville or you want to say technically Tennessee before I left when I was down there for SUP? Shoney's and Johnny Cash's Grave. Yes. B- uh, both kind of on brand for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I fucking love Shoney's. I'll tell you one thing. Like, finding Johnny Gra- Cash's Grave wasn't easy. I had an, Was it not? I've I, never been. I had an easier time finding uh, Mr. Rogers' mausoleum because I had seen a picture. And like, and I mean, it's a big fucking graveyard. It's like probably two or three times bigger than the one that cash is in, but cash is in kind of like a nice lo- fairly level area. This was in Pennsylvania. So there was like a lot of Hills and everything, but um, there's no big marker, at least with, huh. with Rogers, I was able to find pictures and go like, okay, this is what I need. Like, this is the building I need to look for. And then I ended up finding it. 
but Johnny Cash. I mean, there's markers, but there's not like there's no signs that says, "Hey, Johnny Cash's grave is over here." It's like if you walked in there and didn't know he he was buried there, you just think it's a regular cemetery. That's crazy. Like, I wonder if they do that to keep vandalism down. Even though I'm sure, like, a lot of people know where it is, but people are assholes like that and like to vandalize stuff. Oh God! Um, Findagrave.com has been around forever. So like, I never up, even knew it. Like that's crazy. I never even knew about that. Oh, I, I forget even how I found out about the website. But like that's been around forever. So if you ever needed one, like you could find like where <laughs> uh, anybody who's like famous is buried, and like you can also register like regular people. That's Cause, cool. Because I think I might have done that with my grandmother. Like I put her on there years ago, but. Oh, that like I had to do the one-two punch because I really, when I was down there, I wanted to go to the museum. But like after the sub show and everything, like waking up the next morning, I was like, I'm too tired. I would have had to either wake up early on Sunday before the show or Monday after the show, and both the days. So I was like, nope. So I was like, I'm gonna at least hit the graveyard on the way out. Next time you come to Nashville, uh, whenever that is, we'll have to coordinate it because there's like basically I could give you like the uh. The like, this is a shit Brittany and I do weekend. Like, if yeah. it's the flea market, the flea market. If Dead People's Things has their store back open, that there's like, uh, what are those toy stores called? There's Totally Rad Toy House, and then there's uh, Replay Toys. Um, then there's like Great Escape and all this shit. Like, there's a like, whenever people ask me on the spot, I never know what to tell them to do in Nashville because I just like, I feel like I'm in such a weird corner of the world where I like to just thrift and do <laughs> weird shit that I can just usually do alone. Um, but like there's, there's actually a lot of fun stuff to do in Nashville. If you just like doing weird shit, I guess it was a, it was such a, like I was down there for basically a day and a half and it was just so jam packed one way or another. Like I still think it's crazy that I got uh Stoney's address and like me and him just bullshitted for hours. Stoney's the best. Yeah, He's like, one of the best dudes in the world. I love Stoney. And the fact that like him and I had never met in person, but we we still had enough like conversation history and then like meeting, we just like really just shot the shit. And like next like I I'd always pay attention like as the hours went by and it's like fuck, like I think we it was like four hours and we both wanted to podcast, but we didn't. And sometimes that's the best. Like Stoney's just so easy to talk to as well. Yeah. Like you can talk to Stoney about anything, like, and it doesn't feel like I did uh, a Checks and Championships podcast. We had, I think, Mo's over Skype, and I'm pretty sure I sat at Stoney's for like an extra two hours afterwards, and yeah. we just shot the shit about everything and nothing at the same time uh, because he's just such a good dude and so easy to talk to. Yeah, that was a, a fun trip. I know I'm going to eventually come back down. As of right now, I don't know when. Like, I'm only going to get two vacation uh, days next year. Uh, at the first of the year, because that's how they work. They prorate it, how long you've been there for your first year or within uh, till the, till the first of the year. And then you get like I got two. So then the beginning of 2021, if I'm still there, I'll have a full week. 2021 is when I'm planning on getting married. So like that's going to be taken like going to be taken care of. So I don't know when, but I do know I want to go back down. I want to spend kind of want to spend a week down there because there's not just that. It's not just. Uh, everything in Nashville. Like, I kind of want to spend a day or two in Memphis. I kind of want to go towards Knoxville, around Knoxville, because I know there's a Titanic Museum around there. Like, I talked about that with Marco a year ago. And, like, those are things I want to do. But one thing I do know, like, that's a that's going to be a – like, I'm probably going to drive. 
So that's yeah. when that's going to be a fucking drive, especially if I have to go to Memphis for a day or so. If you and I was going to say, if you don't do Memphis or Knoxville, Chattanooga is like two, two and a half hours away from Nashville. Yeah. And like there's Lookout Mountain. There's a really cool aquarium. Like there's a lot of really cool stuff to do in Chattanooga, which is pretty much like the general area where Scenic City Invitational happens and all those events. Yeah. Um, and uh, Chattanooga is actually pretty nice. It's pr- it's pretty cool. There's some like uh, there's some cool flea markets and stuff down there. So chat chat's not too bad. Yeah, it's eventually I'm gonna make it. And I get asked every year if I'm gonna come down for uh, <laughs> uh, what SCI? Yeah, SCI. I want to. <laughs> I really want to. But God, like that's such a because I, I like I said I would drive like the drive down to Chattanooga would be long, and then also because I'd have to do that like Thursday. Or something, and then like I'd have to take Monday off so I can drive back home. Like that's a, yeah, that's a good five it, day weekend. Yeah, that that's a lot of time. Uh, man, getting to do commentary for SCI this year was like bucket list for me <laughs> for sure. Bucket list in wrestling because like the first SCI we went to, we sat in the floor seats and commentary was right behind us, and it was I think it was MLJ and Stutzy, and I was just like, man. I can't believe what I'm seeing and like commentaries right behind me. And I had been to like a shit ton of indie shows, but this one just felt different. And then we got involved with it, uh, through kick out at two. We got all these interviews and stuff. And then I started doing commentary and that was like one of the bucket list shows for me was SCI and getting to do it was really cool. And then being a part of like all the other events has been incredible as well. Yeah. It seems like when you go down there, you can get a lot of interviews because of fucking Sobros last year. Or the, technically, this this past year, fuck, they, the, the, just the IFHY interview alone. Good God. They they banked so many interviews. It was insane. Like, they were constantly working. That's, it was wild. That's, 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 that's going back to the grind of being a podcaster. Yeah, like, they saw their opportunity. And, dude, I, like, I remember just watching, like, a wrestler go into their room. And then, like, I might be, like, on the balcony, like, drinking a beer or something. And then wrestler would leave. Another wrestler would go in, interview. Wrestler would leave. Another wrestler would go in. And it was just like, holy shit, they are just turning and burning. Yeah. All right. I want to go, go back to some of these uh, horror movies. Okay. Let's do it. Um, the movie, there's two movies to me that were breakout hits of all these movies that I watched. And I think you are a fan of them both. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, not to be confused with Season of the Witch, and fucking Trick or Treat. Oh, man. Which Trick or Treat with Sam? Yes. Trick or Treat. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I love both of those movies. Halloween 3 might be one of my all-time favorite movies. Uh, Oh, it doesn't have Michael Myers in it. Fuck that. That movie is incredible. Uh, So much. I was going to say real quick, a hot take. People who love horror movies. Love Halloween three, like yes. it's, it's almost I, unanimous. I agree with that. Um, and the trick or treat. I mean, like, how do you not like trick or treat? Trick or treat is so fun. I think because of like you and like a couple other people I know. Like, I, I saw a lot of Sam, but I had no idea who the fuck he was. So right. finding out it was a part of that movie, I was like, all right, I'm gonna watch it. It's such you... it's such a mid two thousands movie. Like, it's, Dude, it, it's it crazy. Really is like it fits that perfectly, but it. It's still a horror movie. There's all these. There's a couple different like storylines, and they all not necessarily combine together, but there's times that they play off each other and all this kind mm. of stuff. And it's one of those movies that there's a lot of questions that I have to ask. Like, okay, all this stuff is happening this night. 
uh, what's going on the rest of the, the year? What's going on during Thanksgiving and Christmas and <laughs> Valentine? Like, is it still this crazy or is it just this one night a year crazy shit happens? But there's only one movie, so we don't fucking know. So that's one thing I can't like their questions, but that's what I liked about it. I'm like, this is kind of cool. There's a lot of chaos, but a lot of awesomeness. Yeah. I think if they made a trick or treat too, I'd be really bummed because I like, not every movie needs a sequel. Yeah. Not every movie needs a prequel. And I love the trick or treat is just a standalone. And, it, and you do have a lot of questions. Like, uh, it's, ah, man, it's such a good movie. Like those two movies I fell in love with. <laughs> and Amanda hated me because like I instantly fell in love with the silver shamrock song instantly. Oh, dude. And as a joke on Halloween, that was my alarm clock. That's awesome. I didn't even <laughs> thought about doing that. Oh, yeah. Like, soon as like, we woke up, happy, happy Halloween. <laughs> She's like, oh, I hate that song. And I'm like, I don't know. It's catchy. Like, I want to buy the pumpkin mask so bad. Like, that's something I want to buy next year. We're trying to figure out what we want to be for Halloween. And I like, I want to do something horror movie related. And I'm like, I could just be a, a kid wearing that mask. Like, that's it. That'd be great. When, uh, when Brittany and I were in Salem, um, a buddy of mine hit me up and told me to go to the shop. So I think it was called the magic parlor. So we went and we went one day and bought some stuff, went back the next day and I saw a uh, silver shamrock pin that I had never seen before. Yeah. So I got it. Saw and it's the just, Instagram story. Yeah, dude. It, it's so cool. It's so simple. It's just literally a silver shamrock with a green background. Yeah. I got it through it on the backpack. So good. It's uh, basically the logo that they have on the mask. So that's mm -hmm. what, like, yeah. I'm like, that's, oh, that's so fucking awesome. Yeah. I, I actually might have to get that tattooed on me at some point. <laughs> now yeah. that I think about it. Um, what are other, some of your other favorite, like, horror movies? Like, those are some of the ones, like, of my list of movies that, like, I just fell in love with that. And maybe we can get into this one. You had to have seen Hereditary. Oh, yeah. Loved it. Loved fucking it. Oh, I think that's nuts. another Graveyard Good shirt I have is a Hereditary shirt. Like, um, I, I went into it not knowing what to expect, but I remember uh, Dan Housen was on Super Fantastic and he like put it over and then he kind of started talking about a spoiler. I'm like, shit, shit, that's on the fucking Halloween list. I got to wait until I watch it. And like, it's a long movie, but mm -hmm. I, I feel like if you pay attention to enough, like when I watch horror movies and any type of mystery movie, I'm trying to find little things that either I'm not supposed to notice or I'm, it's like, maybe you notice. And like, there was that, Spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, but I won't go into too much. There's a, that little uh, symbol on the mom's necklace, the, that, the one that died mm -hmm. in the beginning. And, I, and like that stood out to me because they, they spent a little bit, like one second too long on that shot. And I'm like, that means something. And yep. then you vaguely see it on the telephone pole. And I'm like, what? what that, wait a minute. What the fuck's going on? I'm like, that's what I kept waiting for. And they don't – like once it starts getting good is when that comes into play. And like I was fucking so like it's it's a crazy movie, especially with the whole telephone pole thing. Like I won't God. like I said that like that literally both me and the man were just like oh shit like right at the same time. Yeah. So when we saw that in theaters, uh, you know, you see the previews and you think that you you think you know who the main character is going to be, uh, and then that happens and it totally changes the whole movie. It changes everything you kind of expected about that movie, and I think to be able to do that is incredible. Uh, it's, it's very risky, I think, uh, cause it's, I mean, it's like the old wrestling swerve. You think this is going to happen, but we got you with this and it can really go one of two ways. Um, but I think they did an incredible job. I, I would put that as one of my favorite horror movies, like favorite modern horror movies. Um, 
I'll break down my favorite horror movies, like kind of outside of Scream. I, oh yeah, outside of Scream for sure. <laughs> Uh, I guess I'll do it like through, uh, I guess eras maybe like, so I guess like modern, uh, I put terrifier up there. Love that movie. Cause it's just super gory, uh, hereditary. Um, what else have I watched recently? That's really good. That's like newer. I'm trying to think, um, maybe doing this from through eras was a bad call. <laughs> um, well, so we'll, maybe, maybe this will help you. I'm going to go through just one more time. Like this is like all the movies that were on our list and then I'll see if you have anything and then I'll let you up uh, a little sneak peek on the, mo- the, the massive list that me and Amanda want to watch in 2020. Like we're going to okay. do, trying to do kind of a whole year, like the whole month of October was just like coming home. Any free time we had, we were watching some sort of horror movie, but I want to kind of okay. be able to like spread it out through you. So here, this is what was all on the list of the original Universal Monsters, Dracula, Frankenstein, Invisible Man, The Mummy, The Wolfman, Bride of Frankenstein, and Creature from the Black Lagoon. Also on my list, Saw 2, Cujo, Christine, The Mangler, Jason Goes to Hell, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, Psycho, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Hellraiser, Dead Silence, and Poltergeist. Amanda's list was The Others, Halloween, Beetlejuice, Silence of the Lambs, Scream, Night... Nightmare on Elm Street, Hereditary, The Babadook, Rosemary's Baby, The Innkeepers, Rocky Horror Picture Show. This is also not just for those who hadn't heard me talk about it before. It's Halloween-related movies. So it's like a lot of horror, but Halloween-related stuff. That's where like Rocky Horror Picture Show comes in. The Conjuring, Hocus Pocus, The Crow, Insidious, Mandy, Young Frankenstein. Ryan, if you're listening to this, Hocus Pocus is on Disney+. Plus. You need to go watch it. <laughs> the movies that we both had were The Shining, Trick or Treat, Bram Stoker's Dracula, Adam's Family, and Freddy vs. Jason. And then the 10 that we cut off because we realized we couldn't get through 50 movies in a little over a month. Uh, Rose Red, because it's fucking long. Yes. Uh, long shit. Like, I love, like, I've seen it at least twice. And that was like me going, I really want to watch it again. Fuck, it's five hours. It's basically uh, a miniseries, right? Yeah, it was. It was a miniseries, but you can buy them. And it's hard to find. Luckily, I found it a couple years back on DVD, but it's it's like next to nowhere digitally. Um, I think I have it on VHS, I think. Ooh, that's that I remember Rose Red early on. Like the first time I seen it was like the be- like right around the early stages of DVD. Mhm. Okay, also on the, the uh that list, The Sixth Sense, Dracula's Daughter, Ernest Scared Stupid, the original or one of the original Phantom of the Opera, something from Universal, Casper, Sweeney Todd, Flatliners, Clue, and Monster House. Did that help you out any on movies? It did. So I'm just going to list off a bunch of movies that I like. Um, Hereditary, of course. Uh, if it's a Universal Monsters movie, I probably fucking like it, in, in all honesty, because those movies are literally the definition of timeless. Um, like I was saying, like I bought the, for those who don't know, I bought the box set. I'm look, I really want to watch a lot of those, but the crazy thing that I'm really looking forward to the most because of my appreciation for them is the Abbott and Costello meets movies because I love them. And I'm like, I'm like, how are they going to intertwine these universes? This is great. Yeah. It, and it's crazy because like, so when I think Universal Monsters movies, I don't even think of the Abbott and Costello movies. So I didn't think about them until... I would like kind of set like this unrealistic goal of trying to buy all the Universal Monsters movies. And then I was like, well, fuck. And then I have to get into the Abbott and Costello. And then I have to like, then there's like other Universal, mo- other, other Universal movies that like 
I don't want to say tie in, but could almost like they're like monsters adjacent. So yeah. and I was like, this is getting tricky. So I think I'm just going to go with the ones that I really, really want. That's why the, oh. the box set's a good idea because that's them saying like, this is what we consider to be all of them. Yeah. Because there's like the original Hunchback of uh, Notre Dame, like that, like which I think is a silent movie. There's the silent uh, Phantom of the Opera, but then there's the colored, uh, colorized talking one. So, I, and there's like a bunch of other, cause I, I think I went to Wikipedia and typed in Universal Monsters and like the list, I was like, oh shit, I haven't heard of like half of these. I'm racking my brain. Uh, so I'm just going to do a really quick crash course. Like these are horror movies that I love. Um, and I don't know how many it's going to end up being, but we, I won't, I'll try to not take forever. All right, here we go. Microwave massacre, chopping mall, scream, fuck it. One through four. Um, uh, night of the living dead, dawn of the dead, original and remake, um, dead pit. um, House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, and Three from Hell. Um, what else? Midsummer was great. Uh, Terrifier is one of my favorite modern horror films of all time. Um, trying to think. I'm leaving so much out. Uh, the Stepfather Trilogy. Um, I, I mean, I guess I could just go look at the massive fucking bookcase I have with VHS tapes. <laughs> now that I think about that. <laughs> Yeah, there's like a plethora to pick from on that one. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Maniac Cop. <laughs> yeah, Maniac Cop. Uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Um, that I watched that. That wasn't on the list because Amanda hates clowns, so I just watched that on my own because I saw it was on Amazon Prime. And then, like, it's it's goofy, it's corny, uh, campy, whatever you want to say. It, But it's, I don't know, it's, it's kind of fun. It's fun. It's super fun. Um, okay, let's see here. Uh, where is it? Uh, fuck, I just saw it. Tales from the Hood. Uh, I love Tales from the Hood. Um, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, one and two for sure. Um, Your Next. Your Next is one of my favorite modernish horror movies of all time. Um, the Stuff. Oh, fuck. The Stuff is so good. Um, that was a, that was a VHS tape I spent a decent amount of money on, um, Puppet Master franchise, Reanimator, um, uh, 13 Ghosts. Uh, I really like the 13 Ghosts remake. Um, that, I got that in a box set. The, I forget the studio that, that made that, but, uh, it like has 13 Ghosts, Gothica, Ghost Ship, which I fucking love, and House on Haunted Hill. Ghost Ship is really fun. Love uh, fucking movie. Brittany loves that movie a lot. I bought that um, in a Facebook fire sale just so we could watch it. Um, what do I have over here? I have fucking tapes all over this room right now because it's a wreck. Um, um, I have a bag of tapes right here in front of me, too. Uh, anything in here that's like worth mentioning? Not really another night of the living dead. I don't even know how many copies of that I have at this point. Um, the barn. I love this movie called the barn and it's actually, there's actually a really funny story. Um, so what got me collecting VHS tapes again was I went to the store called the great escape and I saw, I think I was selling some stuff. Um, and I looked in the VHS section and I saw 
this case that looked like it was for an old movie, but it was for a newer movie called The Barn. Um, I'm not entirely sure when it was released, but um, I picked it up. And uh, it turns out the company that put out The Barn put out a bunch of movies on VHS. And I went to Horror Hound in Indianapolis before a Bizarro Lucha show. And they had a booth set up. And uh, I think it's called Scream Team Releasing or Scream Team Releases, one of the two. And I was talking to the guy that was at the booth and I was like, yeah, I found this at a secondhand store basically. And it pretty much sparked me to collect VHS tapes again. So now I think Brittany and I own all of their VHS releases. And I stay in contact with some of the guys sometimes. Um, and they like some of my posts and stuff. They've actually shared some of the Haunted Home video episodes. Um, but yeah, uh, The Barn is really cool. And Bong of the Living Dead is really fun. Uh, the Final Destination movies are great. Yeah. Um, I don't really fuck with horror comedies, but Idle Hands. Um, what am I missing? Um, Doctor uh, Doctor Giggles is fun. Um, season of the Witch can suck my ass. Not Halloween three, but the actual <laughs> Season of the Witch. The movie is trash. For those who I saw somebody defend that the other day, and I got fucking mad. For those who don't know, just find the Haunted Home Video episode titled Season of the Witch. It is not about Halloween <laughs> 3. I shit all over that movie. Um, Alice, Sweet Alice is fun. Um, and then there's a lot of movies I'm forgetting because I don't have them in front of me right now that I've seen. Uh, don't Look in the Basement is a fun movie. Maniac is one of my favorite movies. Um, it's, just, it's fucking insane. Uh did I say Texas Chainsaw Massacre? If not Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that might be the movie that I've seen the most in theaters. Um, and then the Halloween franchise, I think is like out of all the franchises, I think Halloween, like the big franchises, I think Halloween is probably my favorite. And that's a lot in a racer head. A racer head's really fucked. I love, I love Halloween three, but what I realized like of the slasher movies, I'm in Friday the 13th guy. That's fair. I like Friday the 13th. Uh, also, Jason X is an incredible movie, and I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> uh, love that movie because it's just fun. Well, um, the, the funny thing about Jason Goes to Hell, that was the first Jason movie I seen, and I didn't get hooked into it like m- many other people I know. But then rewatching, I was like, oh, it's because he's barely in it. Like, that's why I didn't gravitate towards him more. Like, I liked him, but mm-hmm. he wasn't like, I didn't go like, oh, I got to watch all these other movies. But there was always just something like Jason was just a badass. Right. Um, so we joked about Scream and how much I enjoy Scream. Uh, I have Ghostface tattooed on my right bicep, uh, but I'm looking at it right now. And this is like one of the most reckless purchases I've made all year. Brittany and I went to this store called um, Replay Toys, I think is what it's called. Um, and I was looking around and they have or they had. A, uh, I don't even know how tall this thing is. Maybe like 18 inches, 12 inches. Uh, it's a ghost face doll in the box and it was a hundred dollars and they did layaway. So I was like, yeah, I'll put it on layaway. And then I just start talking to the lady that's working there. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to spend a hundred dollars on this thing right now. Cause I'm going to spend the same amount of money and I can have it now. And she was like, yo, are you serious? And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to buy this thing right now. So I spent a hundred dollars on the scream doll. Yeah, that was real reckless. But uh, once I have this VHS room set up, it's going to be real sick because I have like all these reaction figures. Uh, and then like I've got some of these, um, what are they called? Mego, I think. Mego figures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like I've got all these random Robocop toys. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be like a weird like uh, VHS horror nostalgia room uh, that I'm really excited about. 
I'm leaving out a movie and I can't think of what it is and it's really bothering me. Oh, Child's Play is fun. Um, yeah. Uh, hot take for me. Uh, the backstory for the remake is better than the original. Now, not the whole movie, but the backstory. The reason why Chucky is the way he is, <laughs> to me, makes more sense. For those who don't know, it's the beginning of the movie. I don't feel like I'm spoiling anything. But in in that movie, a dude in I think obviously it's like China is about to get he's he actually gets fired and but the his boss was like finish this doll and like get out of here you're done so he takes off all the security features on this high class fucking high end robotic uh doll kind maybe similar to small soldiers and then instead of like leaving he just kills himself like he gets goes goes to the roof jumps off. So there's this one bad doll out there that nobody knows about. I think that makes more sense than all the, like the voodoo and everything from the original. I need to see this remake because I've heard mixed things, and usually when there are mixed uh, mixed reviews about a movie, I end up liking it. Or when people shit all over it, I usually like it. Also, going back to Universal Monsters, uh, this is really funny, and I didn't realize it. I'm wearing a creature from the Black Lagoon hoodie. We were talking about Universal Monsters, and before we did this uh, episode, I uh, made a a, um, a cup of tea, and I was drinking it out of a Universal Monsters mug that I got in Massachusetts. Nice. Uh, not this past Halloween, but the Halloween before, while Brittany had to work, and I was up there the day after Halloween and blew a shit ton of money on Halloween decorations. <laughs> this is like the one thing that I found at a random Walmart that was worth buying, was this giant Universal Monsters mug. Before we get so, into the yeah. Fave 5 questions, you want to hear the entire list. As, well, and I haven't added to it in a while, but it's a pretty long list of movies that we want to watch in 2020. Most of them are horror because like, it's kind of – I have more of appreciation now of watching after all those movies of all these horror movies. So some you mentioned, some you didn't, some I've seen, but we want to like experience and uh, one more time or something. So starting from the top, Fright Night, Child's Play. Evil Dead, The Thing, Alien and or Aliens, Puppet Master, The Fog, The Gate, The Void, The Blob, Maniac Cop, that's because of Haunted Home Video, <laughs> uh, American Werewolf in London, Reanimator, Maximum Overdrive, and this, I've mentioned this, I'm so pissed, I'm a fucking truck driver and I didn't add that movie to my list. Yo, Maximum Overdrive is fucking wild, like I joke. I've seen the joke is that Stephen King just fucking did a bunch of blow <laughs> and that's the movie. But I, I love that movie. Yeah. That one gets me like, why the fuck didn't I add it? And I kicked myself afterwards. I'm like, that's so down my alley and I've never seen it all the way through, but I've seen enough of it to get the premise and everything. So well, anyway, um, going back to the still long list, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, see no evil slumber party massacre, American psycho, Toxic Avenger, Death Sentence, Gremlins 2, They Live, The Fly, Candyman, Jaws, Pumpkinhead, Night of the Creeps, Sleepaway Camp, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, Nosferatu, Last House on the Left, Hills Have Eyes, Jeepers Creepers, House on Haunted Hill, Midsummer, Wicker Man, Leprechaun, Troll, <clears throat> and then I think like this part of the list, roughly, <clears throat> I went and tried to find what is like really good horror movie music. And then if I liked it, I added it to the list. I'm like, all right, this sounds good. Like that's why I wanted to watch dead silence. 
because the dude who uh-huh. did the Saw theme did that theme, and like that theme to me is like pretty awesome. Um, yeah. So it might not be these uh, these next two signs, Ed Wood, but I think everything after this, what we do in the shadows, House of the Devil, The Mist, Lords of Salem, Cat's Eyes, Cabin in the Woods, Prince of Darkness, From Hell, Children of the Corn, Village of the Dam, Creep Show, Thirteen Ghost, The Omen, and Legend. So there's a lot of really good movies on there. Uh, I'm going to pick out two specifically real quick. Uh, Brittany showed me The Gate a couple years ago. Movie is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to tell you anything about it, but that movie is fucking wild and it's great. Uh, two, uh, Nosferatu. Um, when we went to um, Horror Hound in Indianapolis, uh, I think we had been at the convention day one. Or day two, sorry. Our first day there, but day two of the convention, maybe five minutes. And I found a booth that was selling VHS tapes. This dude, uh, I think, re-recorded Nosferatu, put like, I want to say he said like maybe a reddish tint to it. Mm -hmm. And also added, I'm a sucker. And I don't know if like people know this or not, but I'm a sucker for like synthwave music. Um, So he like re-recorded Nosferatu, put like a, a weird like red tint to it. And then also gave it like a synth soundtrack. So like I'm I'm a sucker for synth and synth wave. So when he told me that, I was like, well, I'm buying that. We hadn't even been there five minutes, and I picked that tape up and I bought it. Um, so I, I that's one I really need to watch because I'm just really curious to see how the music matches up with like it's a fucking silent movie. So I'm really curious to see how that matches up. So yeah, that's like what we have so far for like. That's a good list. That's a really good list. And for the most part, I want to be able to own them. So oh, like wow. we have. Like these, our store is called The Exchange. I want to hit a lot of those up. Like literally like most of the, the movies that we watched this year, one day we just went in there with this big list and like, and picked out, picked them all out. The ones that weren't in the horror movie section were the worst. Cause like, I didn't know where, what section do you think The Crow would be? In? Ooh, drama? Nope. Action? No. You might not know that this is going to be a section there, but they have a comic book movie section. Oh, and that's where you can find that movie because like we were, I'm like, why the they don't have the crow? And then we asked a worker there, like this is a place too. Like everything is, or pretty much everything is behind glass, so you have to ask for help, uh, and they'll open up the door for that particular section. So like we're looking, like I'm looking everywhere. I'm like, where the fuck's the crow? And then we asked them, I'm like, oh yeah, uh, comic books. I'm like, motherfucker, I knew that. That makes sense, but also I wouldn't think about that. Yeah, that's 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 interesting. All right, man, we've been on here a long time, so let's get into – and I think you might be the first person to get the fave five questions twice. Oh, shit. Hey, this is Booker T, five-time champ, and this is the fave five questions. Now, can you dig it? So, I had to go back and double-check what questions you were asked, and they were all kind of easy. Uh, those ones were um, – I asked you, Adam's Family of the Monsters, is Die Hard a Christmas movie, any – uh, hot takes, the AJ Gray question. Do you sleep with the doors open or closed? And how do you feel about ketchup on hot dogs? And obviously, I'm not counting the sixth question because that's tailored, you know, individually for you. And that, that's going to change from year to year. So now going back into the fave five question, which we've, we've added some or I've added some. So I've tried to make it a little bit, a little bit fresher. Okay. Let's start with um, rank the fast food chicken nuggets, McDonald's, Burger King and Wendy's. 
All right. So I think before uh, this weekend, this past weekend for me, uh, uh, it would have been different. But I think now I have to go Wendy Spicy Nugs, McDonald's, Burger King. Okay. I, I, think, think, I, mean, I think that's the safe bet for me. You put the Spicy Nugs, but I think that's like your base is still ranking Wendy's above McDonald's. McDonald's, and that's what it comes down to. It's where do you rank those two? Because mostly everybody, but not everybody, ranks Burger King number three. Yeah, like if I if I go to Wendy's and I get chicken nuggets, they're going to be the spicy ones. Like I almost don't even acknowledge the original, so they might as well just have spicy. Yeah. So, yeah, Wendy's for sure. What's your favorite video game console of all time? N64. No hesitation on that one. Yeah. I think for most people, Nintendo rules the first three systems. You're either going to say Nintendo, Super Nintendo, or N64. Me, I'm in the middle. Love me some Super Nintendo. Like, I've been playing Link to the Past lately on my SNES Classic because I'm trying to beat the game without dying. Which is easy. Oh, wow. It's easier said than done because if you capture fairies in a bottle and you die, they revive you and it doesn't count. Or if you put um, some potions in a bottle, like before you die, you drink the one for health or health and magic, and boom, like you're you're revived to maximum strength. So like it, trying to do that is kind like towards the beginning, it's really easy when you have little life. But those fairies work well, but the fairies only work so much; they only give you so much life. So after a while, like you're not getting full life. So like going in some of those other dungeons, if you've played it, like it's just a bitch like i've been here i've been to the boss and kind of ran out of like extra life and everything and i have to like hit the mirror to go back to the the beginning of the the dungeon because i have to go out and get more health and it fucking i don't i don't know if i've ever played a video game to completion but i i will say like as much as i love the n64 i think it's kind of a cop-out answer because like at least for me because i only played like wrestling games on it for the most part aside from like a few other games but if I was going to give you another answer, it would be the PlayStation 2. Also kind of a cop-out because you can play PS1 games on it. Uh, yeah, but Twisted Metal 2 was like the shit. So We can go into like that. Like fucking love me some Twisted Metal. Like I, I recently rebought a PS2. And some of the games I bought for it were, yes, Backyard Wrestling 1 and 2. Twisted Metal Black. And then there was like a couple like weird games that I remember having that I rebought. But Twisted Metal Black was the best Twisted Metal they ever made. I uh, I thought about buy, rebuying a PS2 recently just so I could get a couple of, like the the GTA games, mm-hmm. and then I've I've never been like a real big video game guy, um, but I would I would get the Grand Theft Auto games and I would get Twisted Metal Two from for PlayStation One since it's backwards since PS2 is backwards compatible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd probably get like a couple of SmackDown games maybe. I think for a lot of people who love wrestling games n64 was the beginning of good and also i should say playstation as well but everybody will always gravitate towards the n64 because that's when the beginning of good wrestling video games started like i, I love the super nintendo but my wrestling games were wrestle well, super wrestlemania super royal rumbles i don't know if they were called super but you know royal rumble raw and wrestlemania the arcade game which mm-hmm. is in its own it's just a completely different genre of game yeah, it, that's a very strange game that I have a, a very soft spot for. Yeah. That game? In your house? Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's in your house. That's the one that I have a soft spot oh, for. Oh, they're, they're both, like, weird, more 
arcade fighting games, just the same as uh, how crazy WWE All Stars was, and what was the one uh, Legends of WrestleMania? We're like, yeah, we're creating a wrestling game, but it's not what you're used to. Legends of WrestleMania was a little more um, with the mini game, not mini game stuff, but like you know, you get in like certain moments of the match, like you got to like hit X and then hit Y, like all that kind of shit. But the other three were, yeah, we're basically a fighting game more than a wrestling game. Huh. I don't remember. I don't remember the last wrestling game I played, like in terms of like most current. Yeah. Maybe SmackDown versus Raw 2010. Maybe. Uh, and I think that. To, to anybody wondering about my stance on video games, I think that would probably sum it up the best. <laughs> like how frequently I play video games. I did buy a uh, one of those SNES classics though that has like 200 games on it, and uh, I've actually had the itch to bust that out. But like this month has just been so crazy. So yeah. I think once things slow down, I'm going to put the VHS room together and I'm going to bust that SNES out. Uh, question number three. I haven't asked this much because it, it has to be the right person. I think you are the perfect uh, for this question. Who, what would you pick between deathmatch wrestling or comedy wrestling? Um, ooh. I feel like Death- the, like those are the two that are like really polarizing with people. Yeah, you're right. Uh, it, it, and it's funny. Like, um, you would think that if someone likes one, they would like the other, but that's not always the case. Nope. Um, I think I'd have to go. Uh, and I, I have uh, nothing against comedy wrestling at all, but I think I'd have to lean more towards the uh, deathmatch wrestling. Deathmatch um, death is I, like your style. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I've openly said that when I do wrestle, I want it to be like, uh, essentially like a slasher movie in wrestling. I want it to be gory and violent and, you know, nightmarish. Like when I did the, the deathmatch at Crux, like we had kids crying uh, because it like, and that was pretty tame, honestly. Like, I feel like it was pretty tame compared to like other shit that I've done and definitely that other people have done. Uh, it was still incredible for me but uh like i remember taking a blue thunder bomb on wooden chairs that didn't get picked up by the camera and as i land i hear like a snap and a crack and then i just hear like kids crying as we're like breaking light tubes over each other uh but yeah i i I think i would absolutely lean towards deathmatch wrestling it's almost like for you asking for you to pick between halloween and christmas yeah you like christmas but there's this really big soft spot for Halloween. That's literally the perfect analogy for it. Like, uh, I could watch Orange Cassidy matches all day. Uh, I could watch uh, Kikutaro. Uh, I can watch who else? Uh, I, you know, comedy wrestling's fun. I like it. Uh, I have zero problems with it. I know some people are like really hard on it, really critical of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same with deathmatch wrestling, which is fine. Uh, but I, I just think it's another one of those situations where. If you like one and not the other, just don't pay attention to it. You know, mm-hmm. just focus on what you like. What's the difference between uh, Josh Bishop and Slutty Cat? <laughs> Which is funny because, like, if you know Josh, like, he's he's a goofy dude. You know, so Slutty Cat's like, I feel like not like super far fetched for Josh to do. Mm-hmm. But you know, I mean, maybe maybe now with like the tear he's been on, yeah. you know, he's what is the intense icon. Uh, for for a brief second, he was the absolute icon, but. Now, Justice Dual Champ thought that. Oh, that was a great moment. I love, I love that night. Man, Justice, he's he's a wild man. Getting just just on that second run, it's crazy because I've known him. He was at my very first independent wrestling show in 2011, and he was That's crazy. He, he just got back from WWE, 
when he was in developmental for a cup of coffee, pretty much. And mm-hmm. then just decided, ah, this isn't for me. I'm coming home. And then he did his own thing for a while. He actually had his own promotion for a little bit, too. That, But it wasn't supposed to last a long time. It was just, I think, run X amount of shows. And then ever since he came back to AIW, it's been fucking nuts. It's, it's just been like so cool seeing him take off in AIW. And then when I'll see him, usually it's like he came down for stuff, but it's been with like GCW too. Like just getting to talk to him is a cool, uh, he's got a lot of really cool stuff to say. And I think if, uh, if you're somebody who's looking for guidance in wrestling, he's a good person to listen to because he's been, you know, on both ends of the spectrum. Um, I, I understand that probably coming out of WWE and hitting the independence is uh for some people maybe really rough so if that's something that somebody has to go through i think he is a great person that you should probably talk to because look at what he's done for his career just this year alone yeah like he's had a fucking incredible year and then him and fonzie is just straight money Mm -hmm. like that that's a perfect pairing all right question number four I just forgot it's harder to ask you some of these questions because I already know like the answers. So I gotta <laughs> I gotta avoid those. Uh we talked about your favorite video game console, but what about your favorite arcade game? Oh shit. Okay. Cause that's in its own, it's its own beast, and everybody, especially like our age group, you know, we had the places that we went and they had, you know, arcade games, and like there's always the one you would gravitate toward, or one you'd gravitate toward the most if you saw it. Okay. So straight up arcade game mortal Kombat or mortal Kombat 2 but if we're including pinball machines as arcade games uh adam's family pinball i think i've told you this i had a friend that had that like his dad had that in the garage i think you did tell me that and i think i was probably insanely jealous when he told me that he had that last action hero and an older pinball machine called taxi but it wasn't like for like the taxi driver movie, it wasn't for the taxi TV show. It was just called Taxi. I, I remember Taxi. We so growing up, uh, when my parents were still together, uh, my dad was home. Every now and then, we would go to this essential. I had this conversation with somebody the other day. That actually, uh, we had this place that was essentially a bar, but an arcade too. Uh, and they had a go kart track uh, called Snookers. And um, it, like I don't know if I would, should have been in there at the age I was there. <laughs> But my dad would like go play pool with like some of his buddies and it was like smoky and there was beer everywhere. And uh, like my dad would just play pool and my mom and I would just play like arcade games. And uh, Mortal Kombat was one. And that's where I really fell in love with pinball because they had some pinball machines They had Adam's Family Pinball. I think they had Taxi Pinball. Mm-hmm. And then later on as a teenager, uh, there was a mall that had an arcade called Tilt. And uh, we would go every now and then like me and my friends and they would go play. I am fucking terrible for whatever reason at video games in general, but I'm also really bad at arcade games for whatever reason. I don't know if it's just like the cabinet setup that like destroys me mentally or whatever, but I'm really bad at them. So I would just go to pinball and I would just play pinball until everybody's ready to go uh, and be perfectly content. Uh, but I remember the taxi pinball. I remember Adam's family, there was another one I used to play, but I can't remember what it was. Uh, Nashville recently just got a uh, 16-bit, too. Yep. Yep. We got 16-bit. Uh, we've got uh, headquarters. We've got a few different barcades now. They're, they're pretty fun. Like, 16-bit started somewhere here in Ohio. Like, I know there was – there's one in Columbus. There's one in Cleveland. 
and there's one in Cincy. And for a while, like, those were the only three, but they've slowly but surely been able to expand. Like, I'm looking at yours. The one game that it has that I I think maybe one of us have, ours have, but it's one of my favorites, and that's uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah. Timeless. Like, those games are incredible. Uh, if if you're 16 bits or anything like the Nashville one, goddamn, they're huge. Like, huge. The Cleveland one isn't too big. Like, there, there's another barcade that I went to in Columbus that was bigger uh, than the 16-bit in Cleveland. Like, I haven't gone to the other, any other 16-bit besides the one in Cleveland. I mean, I mean, they have, they also have their uh, pinball parts, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I'm looking up the Cleveland one right now. What like it has my, my favorite, and that's the Max is kind of surprised this wasn't one of yours. The Simpsons. Yeah, I I remember the Simpsons game. Uh, Stephen McCash and I went to uh, um, a barcade here called Headquarters, and all the games were free play except for Aerosmith Pinball. That's the only one you have to pay for for whatever fucking reason. Um, and we both got our asses beat in the Simpsons game. Uh, like I said, I'm terrible. I don't know. I'm terrible at video games as a whole. I don't know if that game is just hard or if I'm just dumb as shit. Uh, either one is very believable at any point in time. Uh, but Stephen and I both got our asses beat in that Simpsons game. Oh, I want to go to the one in Cincy. Like they have, it's the only one in Ohio that I know of that has a wrestling game and they have WWF superstars. Damn. Like I think WrestleFest may be a little better. But, I don't know, it's still, like, the same style and everything. But I was looking at their list of what they have. They also have Monster Bash Pinball. That sounds incredible. Fuck yeah. I just remembered there's, a, there's like, a rundown mall, like, close to where I live now. And there's an arcade in it. And I think, like, I think you could pay, like, ten, no, like, eight bucks and get an hour. Or, like, pay ten bucks and get, like, X amount of hours. Or pay, like, fifteen bucks and get all day or something like that. Uh, and, uh... I've told this story before, but there was a sub show that completely fell apart called Achy Breaky Heart. Fell apart like 12 hours before the oh, show. Oh, I remember that. Mm-hmm. We were all like on edge. And Brittany and I had already planned on going to this arcade. And uh, the only thing that like kept me sane was playing the Royal Rumble game and playing as Kane because I was going through this weird thing where I just fucking like collected all this Kane stuff. Uh, Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. No. Love Kane. I just that Kane housing. I just found out he... Uh, his book is on audio, audible. Well, it's on audio book form, and he reads it. Like I listened to a oh, preview, yeah? and I'm like, "Oh, my next credit, which I just used my credit this month for Hornswoggle's book." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Kane's next up." Like that's fucking awesome. I didn't know he had a book. Yeah, like it, like it talks about politics and wrestling. Like he talks. Okay. I forget what the, what the title is, but I I got excited. I'm like, "Oh, that's going to be awesome!" Like especially if he reads it. I'm not a huge fan. When wrestlers don't, or just any person who's of some sort of notoriety doesn't read their book, yeah, like because it just feels I get weird. That. Like I, I listened to one of Jericho's books, and the, whoever read it like mispronounced like a couple words, and I was just like, oh, that's bad. Yeah, that seems really irritating and like not the move. Yeah, if, like, if I write a book and I'm gonna release it on audiobook, I'm gonna read it. Yeah, and like obviously he mispronounced like wrestler names or something, and I I don't remember what some of them were. But maybe if, like, this wasn't one of them, but it'd be similar, like, he talks about Chris Benoit, but he says Chris Benoit or something. That was the one I was thinking of. It wasn't that one. I have to go back and 
uh, see if I can find something where I talk about it because I, I remember hearing it and I'm like, they really mispronounced like somebody's name. And I'm like, oh, why? And like, there was a couple other, maybe like a wrestling move was uh, said wrong. Like, instead of Hurricane Rana, like Hurricane Reina. And I'm like, oh, no, oh. that's not it. It just takes the enjoyment out of it. Yeah. So, okay, question number five. I'm going to ask it. I don't think I asked you that last time, but I know your answer. And I kind of want you to go on your rant. All right. You know it. Uh, I feel like this could be uh, a few different questions, honestly. Sheets or Wawa? This is the one I was thinking <laughs> it was going to be. All right. So I don't have many things on Twitter blocked, but Sheets is definitely fucking blocked. Uh, Wawa forever. Um, like, here lately, the cool stance to take is, oh, it's just a fucking gas station. No, fuck you. Uh, if I go anywhere and try to order a large coffee and they give me a half full cup, I'm going to fucking ride that place off forever, especially when I have like a 13 plus hour drive ahead of me. So fuck sheets, uh, fuck sheets as a record label crew and a staff. Uh, yeah, got no love for sheets. Your uh, password isn't sheets rules ass. Uh, Uh, all the S's are dollar signs and the A is a at sign. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh god fuck sheets okay this this is what i haven't really put in but i think it does go with it because okay. i feel like like when when kick out of two was around it was a lot of, you know sheets or wawa there's a lot of people obviously on wrestling twitter sheets versus wawa uh the indie cast they do sheets versus wawa but nobody talks about truck stops what's okay. your go-to truck stop i'm gonna add that into it i gotta officially add it on the list but what is your go-to truck stop um what is my go-to truck stop I'm trying to think of recent wrestling trips that have been far enough away to where trucks up have been a necessity. For um, because the way I look at it, like the way the IndyCast asked the question, like you know, you know, you know, you're driving down the road late at night and there's a shiny beacon. Is it a Sheets or a Wawa? And like I think about it, not a lot of Sheets and Wawas, or at least definitely not Sheets, are like right by the highway. I feel like those like real big, like you're in the driving in the middle of the night and there's a shiny beacon. It's going to be a truck stop. Because they're all open 24 hours. Yeah, and truck stops are like right off the exit, like point mm-hmm. one mile or two miles. Um, maybe in the Northeast, like, because they have like where I think they're called travel plazas where you can just like, it's essentially a rest stop with a truck stop in it. Or I don't even know if it's a truck stop. Anyway. Uh, like um, P, uh, the PA Turnpike is like that. The Ohio Turnpike's a little like that where it's like it's easier to get off. They're not truck stops, but. Uh, you go in, like, there's kind of a gas station type area. There's yeah. big restrooms. There's uh, a bunch of different restaurants. Yeah, so, I mean, they're similar, but, like, those aren't, like, obviously a brand, you know? I'm trying to think of what my go-to truck stop would be. Uh, if I'm at, if I'm hmm, pilot, probably, and it's a really weird reason why, but... When I lived in this shitty town called Laverne, we had a pilot like a mile from the house and it had a subway that was 24 hours. Yeah. Uh, so either we would just get really drunk and end up at the subway or if it was just one of the nights where I couldn't sleep and I was hungry, I'd go to subway. That subway was always there for me. Uh, and it was in a pilot. Uh, and pilots always been really good to me. Like they have pretty good coffee. Uh, snacks are usually pretty good. Uh, I'm not a huge energy drink guy. When I want one, it's usually the uh, low carb monster, so I'll get that. Uh, and they've always got them. Uh, I went to a gas station recently where it's like they literally had every flavor of monster except that. Wow! And, like it was just out. 
Like there was a spot for it and everything. It was just gone. I don't know what it was. Like maybe somebody dropped the whole case and they all exploded or something. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I think I think I just go pilot. For me, and like this hits home because I'm a truck driver. I love loves. Like they for a truck driver, they have a really good point system. For mm-hmm. every gallon that I fill, I get a one point, and each point is worth a penny. So if I fill up a hundred gallons. That's a free dollar. And then the more you pump in one month, it'll, it adds to a, a particular point level for the next month and you'll get more for what you spend and more for what you fill up on. Like when I went down there for Nashville, mm-hmm. I had like, I was purposely saving like all my like gas station points. Like I had like a bunch of speedway points and like I bought like a bunch of food on my way down. And then I had a bunch of loves points that I, Say like I had, like I said, had saved up, and I used it on the way back, and like I didn't pay a dime either way, or like I paid like That's a couple smart. bucks after everything, but it was still like I had twenty, thirty dollars build up. Like right now, I have that in pilot points. I have a little bit less than love sport, but it's still like being, if I'm if I'm a little bit short on cash, boom, I can do it then. Or the cool thing is like I can take that and buy like some bigger ticket. I like I can buy GPS. Oh wow! For, for that price, like I, if. If it's not alcohol and it's not cigarettes, I think I can spend the money on like the points on it. So That's pretty crazy. Yeah, so I love, I love fucking loves. Damn, I need to, I need to get in on that since I'm <laughs> driving for work now. I, well, I think you have to like, are you feeling diesel? Or are you feeling unleaded? Diesel. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, because if you, like, I, I think it'd be worth it for uh for my job to uh, invest in a you know like the rewards program for those places because we you know. Sometimes, like, I'll stop at a five-star or a Valero or, you know, uh, depending on what truck I have and what gas card I have. Some some of the gas cards work easier at certain places. But, uh, God, that's all I do now is drive. It's crazy. <laughs> drive for work. Drive for wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's, it's wild. I, I'm preaching to the choir. <laughs> and meanwhile, you got freaking Ryan who doesn't drive much out of uh, New York, let alone drive at all. To be fair, though, fucking New York is... Oh, the craziest place I've ever been in my life for the most part. So I feel like driving one week in New York is like driving six years anywhere else. I know it's like dog years for driving. I know one point in 2020 we're like us three are going to get together somewhere. It's, it's been kind of talked about, but I won't like put out details just because Mm -hmm. until like it happens, you know, me and Ryan are two people that talk about it. Like we, unless until it happens, you don't really talk about it. Like, right. But I know, like, that's kind of my goal for, like, all three of us sit down and, like, shoot out a podcast, whether it be for Spotlight Series or whether it be for Wrestling Cheers. If you want to revive Kick out of two, we can do that, too. But, <laughs> so, like, <laughs> it's something that I, I really, really want to do because I, I think I threw out a goal. Like, I want all three of us to do one, but it really would have to be live. And then I think Ryan is the one who's like, well, we're kind of planning on this. And I'm like, oh. That's doable because you guys aren't going to be coming to Cleveland anytime soon. It's going to be hard to get both of you here. But right. this other other place that's been talked about, I, I'm 100% for. And I've been asked, when the, when the hell am I going to go to this promotion? So it's going to kill two birds with one stone. Yes, that would be uh, that'd be a lot of fun. I can only imagine the topics that would come up for that roundtable. Oh, dude, it's, it's going to be like what this was. I had a couple things I wanted to talk about, but me and you that, – that's the cool thing. Like I've been looking forward to this because – I knew I didn't have to put a lot on the table. Like, I only wanted to do an hour, and we're close to two. 
That's crazy. So, I didn't even realize that. I didn't feel like it at all. Because I mean, because that's what we do. Like, like our friendship over the past two years is 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 crazy, and like we keep in contact enough with each other. We might not text every day because I'm openly admit and tell people like I'm kind of in my own bubble half the time. Where Same. it's just like it's not that I I don't want to talk to you. It's just kind of like. I'm busy doing this. I'm busy doing that. And like, I'm probably thinking about you one way or another, but I'm not like, it's just like reaching out. Like I might not have the time or just like I, there is with some people I feel like yeah, I'm going to be a burden. You not so much. Like we, we text random shit here and there. So like, so we're able to just get behind the microphones and talk. It was the same thing. Like just like we, we, seen each other this year, like two times in one year. Like that's been pretty good for us. Cause like we hadn't, Fuck, we hadn't seen each other since 2016. Yeah, when when I was still able to go to AIW shows. Mm-hmm. So I miss AIW shows. Those shits were so fun. Yeah, they miss you. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe the stars will align <laughs> in 2020, and I'll get to come hang out at one. Oh, I keep I keep trying to get the Sobros to come up too. Like they said, it's God. been talked about in 2020, and I'm like, all right, as long as I know it's been talked about. And in my head, I'm thinking, please be Jaylit, please be Jaylit, please be Jaylit. <laughs> Jaylet's the one that eludes me. Like that's the one I want to go to because it's always like an insane lineup. You got a place to stay, and there's probably other people that. I know that would like be able to house you too. But like, just know, I even told a man, I'm like, if they ever coming through here and need a place to stay, like it's it's a yes. <laughs> I appreciate that. You've offered quite a bit, and like especially like the drives to and from Massachusetts when Brittany was there. But it was just like such a stubborn thing on my part to like. <laughs> It's such a long drive. I was like, I want to get this shit done. The the two things I love about that one, I was even trying to coax you, like, let's go get canes because I don't live too far from raising canes. Now I live really close to a Tim Tim Hortons too. But Fuck. I remember I was either on yours or Brittany's Instagram stories. Like you guys stopped at the loves that I used to always stop at with my old job. Like that was like oh, every wow. every day that was my fuel stop. So I saw on the Instagram video, I'm like, I know exactly. Where that's crazy. So yeah, those drives were fucking ridiculous, mm-hmm. and we were both just like, "All right, let's get this over with." Like, let's just, let's just, let's go. <laughs> There's and, no good way to do this. So let's just go. And man, raising canes didn't like, like get you to come. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean that's pretty big. Canes and Tim Hortons, like that. That's pretty big. But well, I think uh, I think both times those drives turned into like essentially 24 hour drives. Yeah. Well, at, so. at those times, Tim Hortons wasn't here. Like that just got built over the, oh. summer, over the summer. But Raising Canes was was almost like just built right around that time. And the crazy thing is, now that it's like really close to me, the that one I've only been to like two or three times. It has been That's there, funny. It's been there a good year and a half. Man, now I want Canes. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to have to get Zaxby soon just to kind of uh, scratch the edge. You, you asshole. <laughs> it's like I joke. Get what I can get. It's like I've joked with Lane, like, all right, we've got to find a place where we're going to both be at. You bring Zachby's, I bring Cane's, and we switch. Sounds like a – it's like a, a chicken tender deal. Instead of a drug deal, it's a chicken tender deal. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We, uh, we got to get question number six in. And uh, I think the question that it kind of fits this month and everything, um, you know, what is your plans for 2020 uh, when it comes to independent wrestling? Like, what are the things you want to be able to do? Man, uh, so – I feel like I have to start off by saying like 2019 was uh, insane for me, especially. Um, so like I have this weird thought in my head where uh, first off, I quit my job 
last year to go to WrestleMania and ring announce one match at family reunion, IWTV's family reunion. And I feel like a lot of the things that happened to me happened because I did that match. It got new eyes on me. Um, and it showed people that, you know, like, Hey, this, he came here for one match. Like he's willing to do some dumb shit. So he's here. Um, but, uh, I mean like 20, honestly, 2019 is going to be pretty hard to top. I did GCW twice. I got to appear on beyond, uh, like, Sup. I've got to do SCI, NGW, uh, New South has been great. Bizarre Lucha has been incredible. You know, all these places that I've done and the shows that I can't even remember right now. Um, it's been an incredible year. Uh, working with IWTV has been a blessing because it's just given me an outlet to do all this fun stuff that I've always wanted to do. Um, and, you know, working with Ryan on these videos has been the best because uh, he like he's so honest. So I'll be like, Hey, what about this for an idea? He's like, no, nah, that's corny as fuck. Don't do that. And I'm like, you're right. I had a feeling it was corny, but I needed to bounce it off somebody just to hear how corny it was. Um, I don't know. 2020, uh, if I can go bigger, I want to go bigger. You know, I started off 2019 by saying, you know, I kind of don't want to do this as much as I ended up doing it, but I you know, don't regret any of it. Um, I, you know, there's, there's places I want to go to in 2020. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to lock down some mania week stuff. Uh, there's some, some cool stuff that could happen for me at mania, uh, that I, you know, I can't talk about just yet, but, um, you know, there's opportunities and possibilities. Uh, you know, if I could lock down some stuff for mania, that'd be great. Um, anytime GCW calls, I'm picking up the phone. Uh, so more stuff with GCW. Uh, and honestly, when it comes to IWTV, uh, I just want to keep putting out content. I want to, you know, not, not to like compare myself to anybody. Cause I try to not do that. Uh, but for IWTV, I want to be on the level of like Dan Howes and Warhorse and Effie. I want to be, you know, that creative, that driven and put out good content that consistently. Um, I'm looking to break out of the South with commentary ring announcing. Uh, I'd love to hit Ohio. Uh, freelance is a place that I'd love to work with in any capacity. Uh, freelance has always just been such an incredible product and they've been on, uh, an incredible upswing this year. Uh, very happy for everybody involved with freelance. Um, there's a lot of places I'd like to go, you know, like, uh, I don't want to put any limits on it. So if, if someone's interested in working with me, all they got to do is hit me up. My DMs are open. Um, I just want to hit the ground fucking running uh, and make the most out of the time that I have because uh, you don't know how much time you get. And, uh, you know, there's too much fun to be had to just sit at home on the weekends or, you know, not create something. Uh, I just want to create and have fun and uh, put good shit out into the world, man. That's it. Sounds pretty solid to me. Yeah, you know, uh, the more uh, the more good you put out, the more good that there is for everybody to enjoy. Maybe it inspires somebody. Maybe, you know, maybe somebody has a shit day and sees a dumb video that I do and it turns their day around. Uh, you know, I just uh, I want to kind of help people through all this stuff because it's helped me a lot. Um, on a on a real note, like if uh, if I didn't have these wrestling shows and you know the uh, the ability to make content and work with Ryan. Uh, Ryan and I talk almost every single day, just, you know, plotting and scheming on videos and ideas. And we need this for this and we need to do X amount of videos for this. You know, uh, it's, it's just been incredible. It's, you know, I used to feel my happiest when I was working 40 hours a week in four days, hop in the car Thursday night, go to a show, 
hours away, do an interview, go to another show, uh, Saturday, do an interview, come home Sunday, barely sleep, go to work. You know, I was so happy when I was, you know, just dead tired and creating. And, uh, I feel that again. Um, so it's been, it's been great to feel that I feel alive and, uh, I don't know, like I just, I want to tell people that, um, if they want to do something, just fucking do it. Don't talk about it. Don't think about it. You just have to go for it. Uh, because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing with all this IWTV stuff. And then a few conversations really kind of just made me realize what it was. And I've just been having fun with it. And I think that shows through the videos and through, you know, Twitter and all that. Uh, so if you want to do something, man, you just got to do it. And then I know the one thing I want to do in 2020 is I want to appear on the Spotlight Series. And man. I, and I've pretty much told him that because he pretty much a year ago pretty much uh, asked me, hey, when am I going to appear on Wrestling Cheers? And I, I did it. And then there's a couple times I'm like, hey, when the fuck am I going to appear on your show? The thing right now, obviously, with Deathmatch December, like, obviously, I can't. I'm not a Deathmatch wrestler, so I can't go on. But he, <laughs> he said uh, 2020 is uh, pretty open. So I, I got to figure out the right time that I I want to come on. But I know, like, him and I will fucking hit it out of the park. And then, obviously, if we get the three-person episode together, because, I don't know, like, early this year, I bought the an upgrade for my travel traveling. And, like, mm-hmm. the any time that I can use it, I want to fucking use it. Yeah, man. Uh, I'd love to hear you on on uh, the Spotlight series and uh, put that equipment to use. I know, uh, I know you got the drive and you know the determination, and I know you're going to put out the best shit that you can put out. So uh, I'm looking forward to see what you know you and Ryan and Jeremy all do in 2020 because those are the wrestling podcasts that I listen to the most frequently. Um, you know, because I like to check in on my friends and see what they're doing, see who they're talking to, what they're enjoying, uh, and like Jeremy reviews sub show so i like to hear his opinion even if it's not the most positive opinion of a show uh but i appreciate his honesty yeah so you know i i check in on what you guys are doing all the time so get out there and get after it because i want to hear the cool shit and then uh you know it's kind of cool when you think about it like last year when we did this and compared to now uh your ultimate warrior wrestling buddy was there last year now it's here yeah that's pretty wild (laughs) he's got a good home chilling like my my office is like overrun with shit thing that i'm like two things that i'm proud of now i mean that that's awesome too but uh the fact that i have a top boy be jealous oh man and a turbo man i I talked to uh this guy at work about turbo man like once a week he's been wearing christmas sweaters all month and he's got a turbo man pin that he puts on every single one of them uh and it's like the fig pin uh turbo man pin oh fuck yeah Uh, yeah it's that thing is fucking huge and it's so cool like I know I haven't done it yet, but I what I want to start as a tradition is every year I want to put uh almost said Iron Man Turbo Man under the tree. <laughs> so when I I can I can do the Phil Hartman line like he's nestled safely under our tree. Incredible! <laughs> uh, I just rewatched Jingle All the Way for the first time in a while the other day. Uh, that's like the one thing I've had time to watch, and goddamn, that movie's so fun. It is. I, I found this out last year through Facebook memories for X amount of years. And I don't remember how many I watched jingle all the way every Christmas Eve, either before midnight or after midnight. Like, and I had posted about it. So I was like, Oh my God. Like I wasn't even purposely doing like, okay, it's Christmas Eve time to put in jingle all the way. So now this will be the first year that it's called a tradition where it's Christmas Eve. 
I'm putting in Jingle All the Way. What a great tradition. What a great movie. Fucking love it. It's so good. All right, man. We've been talking for way too long. Any uh, final thoughts or last <laughs> bit of plugs before we go on this wonderful Christmas day? Um, I just want to say thank you for having me again. Uh, happy to keep the Christmas tradition going or started. Uh, but either way, anytime you need me, I'm always here. Uh, if you uh, want to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, you can follow me at Righteous Jesse. Uh, you can sign up for IWTV. Use the code Righteous. Get 20 days for free. Uh, there's a lot of really cool wrestling on there. Um, you can hear my annoying voice and see my stupid face all over that platform. Uh, if you would like to support me, you can go buy a t-shirt at whatamaneuver.net. Uh, just search Righteous Jesse and my hate break ripoff shirt will come up. Uh, I've been toying around with a couple of designs. Uh, once I see how the hate breed shirt did, um, then, uh, we'll see about throwing another design up there, but I've got some, some cool designs that I've been bouncing off some different people. So we'll see. Um, yeah, I just want to say that I'm like super grateful for everything that's happened this year. Uh, I never could have expected it, never could have planned it. Uh, you know, I've had a lot of really cool people in my corner, you included Uh, a lot of people. It's just, it'll never not be weird to me, uh, to see people request me to do something, you know, hours away from home. Yeah. So if, uh, if you've requested me to do something, um, you know, where you live, you know, I appreciate that. And if you really want me there, just be sure to let your local promoters know. I'm more than happy to make the drive. Uh, you know, just want to make, uh, make the most of my time in wrestling and, you know, make it enjoyable for other people. So yeah, man, 2019 was wild and we're going to get after it in 2020. All of us, we're all going to do great shit and I'm looking forward to it. Sooner or later, I will be picking up your shirt. I mean, it did take me a couple years to pick out a kick out of two shirt. Finally <laughs> grabbed one. Like by the time I bought it, it was a complete afterthought of being a, a podcast anymore. But I'm like, I've been putting this off for years. Like, I don't know what you, the, your reaction was when you got that notification that it was purchased, I, but I, I had think, to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> I think Brittany told me you bought a kick out of two shirt. And like, I forgot we had the store up honestly. And I was like, how? And she's like, the wedding maneuver. And I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot about that, that thing. And I think that's what sparked me to to put my shirt up there was you buying that shirt, actually. What, so thank you for that. What kicked my ass, though, was like Tuan came out with a wedding maneuver shirt. And I was like, ooh, I really want to get that Stay Woke shirt. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I've been putting off for a little while at that point getting the Bread Ice and Shredder shirt. I fucking love Shredder. Or maybe that was the shirt that got me to do it. I can't remember. It was one of the two. And, but those came out really close to each other. And I was like, well, I had O'Shea Edwards on the show and I really want his shirt. So like I picked one up from him and I'm like, well, fuck it. Let's make it four. Kick out of two. Let's, let's do this shit. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. You just went all in. I love it. <laughs> and I'll, I'll give uh, what a maneuver credit. Like, like the dude, whether it was him or whatever, like they actually sent me all larges and I'm a three X. So like I'm, I'm, I got them and I just like pushed, put them to the side at first. And then I went to go put one on. And then I happened to look at the tag and I'm like, large, wait a minute, large, 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 fuck. And I emailed him instantly like, dude, what the fuck? Like, I mean, not, I wasn't mad because it was just like, hey, sure. I like, I ordered this. I double checked my order because I've, I'm known of like accidentally hitting the wrong size. But I was like, did I hit it for all? That would be weird for all four. And it turns out like they were all three X. Uh, like I got sent all large and I made sure I sent a picture like here, like here's all the tags and they say large and like he apologized for it. And 
I, I got to keep all those shirts and he sent me all new ones. And fun fact, I gave away the big Tuan one uh, to somebody at AIW, but since I knew the rest were harder to come by and you actually knew about this because I was going to give them to you, you were just like, ah, like I just can't really do that right now. I gave them, they all were given to Mouse. <laughs> mouse cashing in. You want to hear a funny story about Mouse? I don't know if I told you this. Uh, I always want to hear funny Mouse stories. Okay. Um, mouse was at I Am King, correct? I Am King? I'm 90% sure he was there. He I was. I can't think. Well, he, he was. I was only like, yeah. He was. I was asking just for story purposes oh. um, because I did the interviews in that one side room. And then yep, when I, I was done, that. he'd use that for pictures. That was the second time I seen and kind of met never like really face face handshake handshake but that was the second time i seen him the first time was at pwf and he was around me but he never like introduced himself to me or spoke to me but he he was talking to uh chad from midwest territory Mm -hmm. then um he comes up to aiw he's talking to friend of the show will uh at the w34 pon x it took me a while to realize that's at Weapon X, but <laughs> or the Weapon X. I'm just like what the W three four whatever. Um, he was he was at uh, J Lit, and so was Mouse. So we're and I, I walked up to talk to Will, and then Will's like, "Oh, have you ever met Mouse?" And Mouse was like, "Oh, I don't think I've met you." And I'm like, e- "We've been in the same two shows twice." Like, <laughs> what? So now there's me and him have this joke that we've met. Ne- like every time we we see each other, we act like we've never met. Oh, man. I love that. <laughs> yeah, just the fact that he was just like, oh, I don't think I've met you. I'm like, no, we were both at Southern Underground Pro. I am king. We were at PWF, hot dogs and handshakes. Oh, man. That's that's like such a mouse thing, too. Yeah, he's such a good dude. Like, he's been up here for a, a couple of shows and like him and I like this dude like will act like he has nothing to talk about everything. So he's going to be. In 2020, he's going to be on the show at some point. But, like, him and I have had, like, a good conversations, like, off mic, not even mic set up. We're just having a conversation. And I'm like, Mouse, like, you're you're an interesting person. You got a lot to talk about. Like, you're a good interview, man. I mean, you're no carry awful. <laughs> not carry off. Yeah, carry off. Yeah. Who fucking good, good God carried that interview. Love you, Carrie. Love you. <laughs> But as I was listening to that, with uh, for those who don't know, on uh, Spotlight Series, like, fuck, did he narrate the interview? And that is so, like, you know what it's like to have someone to interview who, like, just doesn't know how to answer questions, doesn't go into, into detail. They just give you a couple word answers and just, I don't know, man. But fuck, Carrie killed it. <laughs> yeah, Carrie Carrie's uh, the talker. And uh, he, uh, he's he got a lot to say and he's got a lot of really good insight. Yeah. Uh, so... When uh, when Carrie was on Spotlight Series, I was like, I know this is going to be a banger, <laughs> and uh, it definitely delivered because Carrie, uh, I don't know, Carrie's got a lot to say, and uh, I think people could benefit from hearing it. Uh, so I know I'm going to eventually revisit the Kick Out of Two episodes, or at least I know he Man. did one. I don't know if he did more than one, but uh, I think he only did the one, the first one. So like, I know I want to like hear those again. Just because it's cool too. Like if I've not heard of somebody, like I heard, I remember listening to the Danhausen episode, but I went back and listened to it when I was way more familiar with him. And yeah, I mean, how weird is it that we had Danhausen on before he like became that Danhausen that we all love? Love that Danhausen. Like <laughs> Danhausen, even at that point, like he had, he hasn't been on many podcasts. I found Mm-mm. yours, and uh, he did uh, a one out in Pittsburgh. 
that uh, I feel like I listened to that. The Indie Mayhem Show, which okay, maybe really, not. really professional dudes. Like they got their own like actual studio, and they do oh, a lot wow. of they do a lot of video recording too for IWC. Now they do UXWA, uh, Zorgatron Media, like like good good people. But like that was the only two, and like I was. I think I asked him. I was the first one to do a live one-on-one interview with him. Mm-hmm. Shortly then followed by Super Fantastic. So, man, it's crazy. And I, ho- I hope he gets more. He's he's a great person to talk to. Yeah, he's got a lot to talk about. He's really fun to work with uh, and just, like, be around. So, he's uh, he's got a really good mind that's just, you know, always going kind of like Warhorse and Effie. Yep. Uh, where they're both, or all three, just like, all right. What can I do? How can I do this? This this can be done, but how can I do it? And they just figure it out. And you know, even if it's just something simple, they make it their own. Uh, which is, you know, that's the goal: make it your own, make it stand out. Yeah. And they're all three really good at that. So, uh, the last thing I want to say on this podcast, and I think after uh, the mouse stories, it's a great way to end it, especially if he listens to this. <laughs> uh, my parting words are a simple: fucks. Repeat that one more time. You actually broke up. Uh, my parting words for this podcast are just a simple mouse fucks. Uh, that's perfect way to end this. Uh, you can find myself on social media at heavyset three three zero. Much like you can find this show at wrestling chairs, facebook.com slash wrestling chairs, twitter.com slash wrestling chairs, instagram.com slash wrestling chairs. Email. If you so choose a desire, WrestlingCheers at gmail.com, and we have the merch store over at watermaneuver.net. Like our friend Righteous Jesse here. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podbean, WrestlingCheers.podbean.com. Check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, Old School at the Movies, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Let the Hate Flow Through You, Pod Van Dam. Super Fantastic Podcast, Road Hope from Wrestling, Haunted Home Video, The Indie Cast, Center of the Universe, Sobros, UXWA Today, Big Gold Belt Podcast, The Co-Host Wrestling Show, Spotlight Series, I Got Your Five Stars, Not Ready for Primetime Wrestling, and It's Evolution Baby. Check out our other non-podcast friends, such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, Sickening Pictures, Good Company, Stay Tough, Smoking Jay's Barbecue, Wrestle Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. And, well, Jesse, I guess we'll see you next year. Later. You got a wife.